Good morning. It is a Thursday edition of GCR. I am Glenn. He is Griffin. Our friend Melissa Kim is going to be with us here in a second. I guess I did not uh, let her know that we were on camera for the show. And the dozens of YouTube viewers need to get Melissa at her best. Uh, Charles is here this morning as well. I still have to work on a nickname for Charles. I got it. That's going to be a priority for me while I'm gone. The hell with Disney World. You got a full week. Charles' nickname is going to be my priority for while I'm down there. I don't like Charles in charge. I need something. I need something. Some, something more uh, something, original. Yeah, something better than that. Hey, uh, of course, Ravens Bengals coming up on Sunday night. You should be winning some money. You can cash in on the Ravens Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to pressboxonline.com/offers. Sign up and bet twenty dollars with Caesar's Sportsbook. And automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20, get another $100 to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now to start winning. Coming up on the program today, Mike Golick is back with us. He will be uh, doing Ravens Bengals for Westwood One on Sunday night. Also, a little bit later on, we will make our picks for the week. KZ will check in. And uh, Pro Football Doc, Mr. Da- Dr. David Chow, the former Chargers team doctor, now... All sorts, basically everybody, I believe, in media he works for. And apparently he's still a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That was breaking news to me this week. Griffin's like, yeah, he can't do that day because he's got surgery that day. I'm like, he's having surgery? He's like, no, he's performing surgery. I was like, how the hell does he have time for all of these things? How is this possible? Uh, we're going to have him on today because we're going to dive into the what could this be side of it. Like, why are we here? Remember, we had Dr. Chow on. The week of Lamar Jackson's injury, and he played out some various scenarios for us. Now, why are we at this point? What What is going on now? What answers can we still get? So Dr. David Chow will join us for that. And then uh, before we get out of here today, we will uh, get to segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Kyle Hamilton. That's all coming up. Also, uh, young Carson, we're going we're gonna to tease a new segment. We're going to be starting with Charles. Um, later on in the program, and young Carson, I have sent him out on a field trip today to the chicken tender store that doesn't advertise with us, so we oh, don't okay. so we don't do that, right? But it's the new one that everybody's talking about that's come to Baltimore for the first time, and I've never experienced it before. So, and neither is Melissa. So I oh, saw okay. Melissa tweeting about it last night, and I said we're sending Carson there today. We're gonna experience it. We're gonna find out if there's really anything to. The chicken tender store that everybody's freaking out about. So at some point, hopefully, although, as Melissa pointed me out, it could be a two-hour wait. I don't know. It's probably a complete S show today at the chicken tender store. But we will find out. Uh, We will send – because you know me. I am a Royal Farms man. Everybody knows that about me. Royal Farms coffee is the one for me. Fresh and hot, it hits the spot. That's what I've always said. So we're just going to try. We're going to dabble, dip our toes in the water of the other – chicken tender store and just find out what they're all about so that's what's going on in the program today melissa kim from wbal is here with us good morning my friend how are you morning how are you guys oh we are all right it's great to see you it is uh it's long overdue melissa and i talked about this i want to say six months ago (laughs) that's okay and then i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah, i'll get around to that i'll get around season is a thing it is can i just get you to slide up a little bit closer to that microphone please we are very unidirectional here in the um, um so good to see. All right, so let me do quick background, yeah. right? Like for people that don't know, your background, why you're here, 
why you're not like ruling the world somewhere on ESPN right now. Oh, like the whole deal. Give me the whole. Give me that like the two minute version of the Melissa Kim background. You want two minutes? My life in two minutes. Okay. Uh, for the Baltimore people, uh, I went to high school and college here. I'm born and raised in LA though, but my family moved here when I was a junior in high school. Okay. Where? Uh, where? I went to the Roland Park Country okay. School. We are the sister school, of course, of as I told you, Gilman. As yes. I've told you before, my wife went to uh, NDP. NDP yep. And I, of course, like a like a poor, I went to Perry Hall. Stop. I am also a poor so, now. So I work in journalism. That, that, I, oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, so I always, whenever I talk to people in that world, all of a sudden I get very like, oh, God. Like it's it just, is. It's, it is. It's an automatic. Like if you went to one of those schools, it's like, oh, oh my god. And, and, if it's and not, it's like, oh, like you know what I mean. I've definitely gotten like a lot both of that sides. Going on. I forgot what that world was like because I haven't lived here in almost ten years. And then where'd you go to college? I went to Hopkins. Okay. College. Yep. Strong journalism program. Hopkins. Every it's a it's a known it's path a, yeah, directly from Hopkins into this field. It's what no, most people it's an do. Adventure. No, I was a political science major. I was very interested in constitutional law at the time. Was they, was wanting to perhaps clerk for. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, R.I.P. I mean, that sounds um, amazing. Yeah, God. yeah. So that was kind of the path that I was on, perhaps law school, and then I did an internship, uh, and then the rest was the internship with Jerry Sandusky and Pete Gilbert, and the ah, rest is history. You ah, know, those guys are the ones that changed my mind about going to law school. I like one of those guys, yes. and you can get. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody knows it's Jerry. I hate Pete. Yeah, All right, obviously. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yes. Yeah, so then afterwards, I moved to New York with all my best friends because we all wanted to be 21 and super cool you and, basically and poor wanted, New York. And basically. like you wanted to be like Lisa Kudrow oh, yeah, and Matthew totally. Perry. You wanted to live out. Oh, is that the reference? I was going to say Gossip Girl, but I guess the reference oh, now is Friends. God. Well, right? for people our age. Yeah, okay, uh, fine. And for that age, yes. Fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I started in the business as an overnight assignment desk editor at a 24-hour cable station in the Bronx. Okay. Um, took the train by myself there at like 4 a.m. It was definitely, definitely a sink or swim, like, <sighs> are you going to make it in the world experience? Um, I'm still alive. So, so you still got that us. going right, for you, right? Still with us. Um, and then got my first honor job in Bangor, Maine, a budding metropolis of Bangor, Maine. Boy, I didn't realize you were in all the sexy towns. Yeah, I had obviously, no idea. Obviously. Major star. Um, Bangor, Maine. I was there for about three years, and I, then I went to Birmingham, what Alabama. What percentage of the stories what? that you reported on were about lighthouses or lobsters? Uh, I said, lobstermen are definitely lobstermen are the richest people in Maine. That sounds right. They yeah, like that's make not, I mean, bank. I, have, yeah. you, have you tried to purchase yes, some lobster exactly. recently? That the, makes sense. The best part about it was I was living there at a time where lobsters weren't that expensive. So like you know, take our paychecks. Either oh. the choice today is Texas Roadhouse or lobsters, guys. Like which oh. one? Which one do we do today? That's a real tough. It's I know. A very I do decision. love Texas Roadhouse a lot, though. Yeah, right. Big big fan. Um, then I went to Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, my first year there was the Kick Six, greatest ah, football game ah, of all time. Ah, Chris Davis. Mm-hmm. Not the Chris Davis from the Orioles. Right, a different, there's, a di- there's another completely one. Completely different Chris Davis. Um, so that was awesome. So I was there for a little bit. Obviously, getting to cover Alabama and Auburn was major. It doesn't suck. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, they're kind of good. I've heard. I've heard rumors <laughs> This guy named Nick that. Saban, kind of an icon. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, cover the University of Wisconsin. Lovely town. Lovely. Lovely Oh, yeah, Madison. That's right. You were just there. Lovely Um, town. Cover them, the Packers, the Bucks, the Brewers. Uh, coincidentally enough, I was there for Giannis's MVP season and also Christian Yelich's MVP season. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like now that I'm here, somebody else should get an MVP. Like I feel like I like bring some good vibes. Like, well, you right? miss you miss the MVP here, but I know. Yeah, way to go. Just, just a way, bit. way to go with your timing. I know. On all just that. a year way or so off. 
So I came back here in uh, November of 2020 because my family obviously still lives here. Um, and then you took the circuitous route. You took the. I'm trying to. You're going that way. And I know. I kind of went everywhere because I was like really open to like, hey, like I want to see everything and see the experience all these different things. Madison, Madison, yeah. by the way, legitimately a lovely. I love lovely how town. you loved Monroe though. Monroe is such a cute oh, little God, town. I love Monroe. The cheesemakers. Their high school all mascot I, is the cheesemakers. I was so all in on Monroe, Wisconsin. I met a guy named Justin who runs a, a place called the Local Joint. We wanted, wandered in on a Sunday morning to Monroe, Wisconsin, and everybody was at church. All the shops were closed in the town because everybody was at church, except for one. And it was a new shop, and this gentleman named Justin was just like, you guys want to crack some beers and sit around and chat? And so he just went into his fridge and started bringing us beers, and we just sat around and shot the ass. And it was just a wonderful way to spend a Sunday morning in You my know, life. 10 of the drunkest cities in the country, are I, all think, in, I think seven of them are in Wisconsin. Seven oh, or eight of them are in Wisconsin. This right? is my I mean, kind of place. I lived uh, like three blocks from Camp Randall, which is, uh, for those that don't know, like the football stadium there for the college. And uh, let me tell you, on home game days, tailgating starts at 6 a.m. Yeah, no that, joke. that makes sense. Like, we missed out on a lot of that because our flight got us there like literally five minutes before the game. <laughs> I mean, it was a nightmare, but... We had a great time, except for the weather sucked and Maryland didn't score any points. Other than that, right. it was a wonderful experience at the football game. We were there for the game that Everlast came back. Oh, you were there that, for that, that one, that yeah. They ended up doing a, yeah, a sports around. center. Yeah, they did that a, was they really did a whole sweet. segment about yeah. it. Uh, Ever, the great Everlast, who, by the way, starting to look his age. And I don't like that. That makes me think about how old I am. I don't care for age those things. Age is merely a number. I understand that. But when I saw him, I was like, oh, no. Wear like, sunscreen. Okay. That's a good, that is good advice. Um but yeah, that was cool. He was there, and we did the jump around, and then we proceeded to walk out. And we yeah, said, we've seen everything we need to see here today, and we I think left. that was the game where you experienced like all four seasons of Wisconsin in one game? pure yeah. hell. Yeah, at one point, the sun came out. We we're like, wow, this is neat. And then that was, that was gone. It was just pure rain, hail. My wife looked at me like, what are we doing here? They've, they're That's down, dedication. They're down 20 to nothing. I'm like, yeah, but we flew all the way out here. Yep. What are we going to go do instead? Um, major props to your wife for putting up with all that and going. Well, no, and no, 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 no. She screwed this up. We were okay. supposed to go to New Orleans. She didn't realize she needed to take off the next day. The Ravens, of course, were playing on Monday night in New Orleans. She said, well, we can just take a red eye back, right? It's New Orleans. No, there aren't red eye flights. Say, hold on. They're that doesn't exist. They're in this our time zone. Correct. Yeah. Okay. This is not, it's not going to work. So instead. We had to pivot, and we ended up in Wisconsin. But it was lovely. I had a great time. I'm glad. Uh, Melissa, of course, uh, you hear on WBAL and C on WBAL TV as well. And she's been doing a lot of Raven stuff. You do their broad game day broadcasts. Yes, I do. Um, you, you've probably been dealing with all the same questions that we've been dealing of with. Of course, for the last I mean the never-ending Twitter questions, emails, mm -hmm. whatever about even my friends actually, like that I still know from like college and high school and stuff like that. Tell like, hey, random text, like, hey. What's up with Lamar? Like I don't know. Like you could, you could. Why don't you tell me? I mean, really? Like I, this thought that everybody else on the planet doesn't know, but right. I do. Right. Exactly. Is very funny to me. My favorite though is like it'll be like literally like ten minutes before kickoff. I'll get like a flurry of texts like, "Hey, should I take the over on J.K. Dobbins's yard?" Say like, "Hey, how many about?" I'm like, "Listen." Seriously. No, it, the good news is I know they actually gave me the <laughs> script beforehand. Right. I, I know exactly it. how right. many carries J.K. is going to exactly have today. I know exactly what the plan is for the game. I, uh, I did a hit with uh, VEASAN this morning, our friends out in Vegas, and I think you can see it on Masson. I did a hit with them, and like beforehand, the hosts are talking to me. They're like, okay, so tell me what really is going on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like guys, God bless. I understand what you're asking. 
but you don't think that like I'm just protecting information for some reason. I know definitively exactly don't what's you know going that Haba on. Haba pays our paychecks. Correct. Like, come on, yeah. So weird, man. It's such a weird feeling I have right now. Uh, obviously, Lamar was not at practice yesterday, which we kind of expected after uh, Ian Rappaport's report yesterday morning. We assumed that was going to be the case. And you see the line for the game shift. The assumption at this point is that Lamar's not going to play on Sunday. Um, Tyler Huntley wasn't throwing at practice, but John Harbaugh says he's on track and should be ready to go on Sunday. So the expectation is that Tyler Huntley will play. We'll see how all that goes. This season has been so weird, right? Like you mentioned the four seasons that I got in Madison during one football game. (laughs) It really has felt like four seasons of Ravens football kind of packed into this one. Like it's hard to go back and remember that Lamar Jackson looked like the MVP of the league after the first month of the season. I I don't even know if I said to you, can you describe what it's been like being so directly around the team this year? I have no idea how you would go about doing that. I mean, it's been tough for sure. I think earlier this week I was kind of going through clips from earlier in the season. And do you guys remember in that game against the Jets, like he had that like no look pass to Devin Duvernay? Yeah. And like, it was, I was like, wow, that seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, a, three it? lifetimes ago. It really does. Um, can I put into words? I mean, I suppose it has been extremely unprecedented and – in some ways, it's kind of heartbreaking to see everything that has gone on, you know, because as someone, you know, who is around the team, um, you know, I'm always going to be a player's first kind of person, you know, because at the end of the day, like, yes, I know this is a job. This is. I don't uh, care for the players okay. myself. Well, yeah, really? I, okay. I, w- I wish them harm. <laughs> but like, you know, it's a tough job. You know, and you think about the injuries and everything involved with that. And. I do kind of agree. I do kind of agree with what Coach Harbaugh said last Friday when he addressed like the whole injury situation right away because it's tough when you think about injuries. Like I remember, I mean, I am nowhere near this caliber of athlete, whatever. But you know, athletes that I, or injuries that I had in high school playing like lacrosse or like whatever, and like it is tough to know like when your body is like set, ready to go back if they want someone to be at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? And you look at some of the other players that have gone through X, Y, and Z injury, right? You look at David Ojabo. I mean, how he came back from an ACL tear that quickly, insane. But then you look at, even with comparing JK and Gus in the injuries that they've come back from as well, obviously different injuries, but in terms of the timetable, you know, um, I remember when Gus first came back, Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh was like, he was given the option of the fast track back to injury or the slow track back from injury, and Gus chose to take the fast track. But he was given, you know, hey, like you can take the fast track, but there might be a situation where you might have a setback and you would have to take the slow track. JK was given that same option. Obviously, he had that setback to get his knee scoped out. So I think that how people's bodies respond to injury is so different. I mean, you look at DeMar Hamlin right now, right? The incredible recovery that he's made. It's unbelievable. And in those situations, you know, I've talked to some other people who have had parents and, um, you know, my dad went through a similar situation in that cardiac arrest. And you think about your body is not getting, your heart is not pumping oxygen to your brain in those moments that you flatline. And everybody responds to that differently. That's why they keep your body, you know, at a cooler temperature to make sure that it can recover in the best way possible. And so the fact that DeMar Hamlin was able to make that recovery is insane because that doesn't happen. A lot of people have some brain damage. Those words neurologically intact were right. really like right. the, the most powerful words. I've never heard those words before. Like I've never been, you know, I've never had somebody mm-hmm. go through. So when I hear those words, I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. that's 
there was really a chance that like yeah he could wake up but he might be a vegetable at right that point. exactly like, i mean i think that was the biggest that's the biggest fear i think when people go through cardiac arrest like that is that um or the situation that demar hamlin was in that your brain is going to have damage and the fact that he had as knock on wood as far as we know mm-hmm. like none is really remarkable so in that sense when you talk about coming back from injury i think that everybody's bodies are so different that's why you know there's a there are studies about DNA and how people's bodies respond to various injuries and situations. So I think that circling back to Lamar, I think that that's why it's been such a I don't know such a like an, an unknown like you know what I mean. I guess unknown is the best way to put it in terms of how his body is responding to this. As far as we know, like he's working hard every day. You know that he's coming and rehabbing with the trainers every day. Mark Andrews told us yesterday that, you know, Lamar's Lamar. He's going to come back on the field, and as soon as he can, like, he's a competitor, a competitive spirit. So as far as we know, that that is what's going on. I but. have been bothered a little bit by the jump to he's holding out. I've been bothered a little bit by that yeah. only because it's so antithetical to what we know about Lamar Jackson right. and what makes him click, right? Right. I don't know the, I don't know all of the gray area between, like, could he play, but he'd be limited? I don't know any of those things, right? But the jump to, ah, it's obvious he's just holding out. Like, I, he had every opportunity to do that, right. to just hold out if right. he wanted to. He could have done it in the season. He could have been was, like, I'm not coming to training camp. Now, like, give, you know. me your, give me the contract or trade me. Right. Like, they had every chance to do that. Why he would suddenly be just holding out, it, I, can't, I have no idea. I'm not talking to Lamar on a day-to-day basis. Who knows? But the idea that we're jumping to that as being the logical conclusion of what's going on, I it's it spits in the face of everything we know yeah well it doesn't it's not on par with everything like you said with what we know about Lamar and like in the instances that we've seen him and you know I think he's handled all kinds of controversy quite well mm-hmm. you know while still trying to maintain himself because that's the whole thing you know what I mean with Lamar is that he's always himself he's never going to give you like a version of himself that's like oh this is like the buttoned up like suit version of me he always like no. keeps it real no. I like respect that so much because it's so hard when you get into whatever business you're in especially the NFL and to not like kind of try to be like a buttoned up kind of like hey i just want to like russell wilson. other people you yeah. can just go ahead and say it i'll say <laughs> I, it russell no, wilson didn't want to say that but yeah, yeah. okay russell yeah no, you know, totally absolutely and mr so, unlimited and so uh let's ride broncos yes. country right broncos um, country let's ride but i think lamar has done such a good job of being true to himself really owning who he is and he's not apologetic about who he is as a person being in his background and where he was raised and how he grew up and how he is now you know and how that all plays into a part of who he is now and i you have to have a lot of respect for that because that's a tough position to be in when you have the scrutiny of billions of people around the country coming at you there's no desk no there's no question about that how it all plays out i have no idea i can't like this is the thing where, when somebody tries to tell me i guess there was a host on fox sports uh, jason smith who was going on about you know hey this you know how this is ending this is and i you know i had a few people tweeted at me yesterday i'm like look i'm not trying to be he's he's stating an opinion as fact there's no fact involved. Right. He doesn't know something. Unless you're Lamar, you know Lamar himself, or you've spoken to him himself, or his mother. Like, you, you don't know. Nobody, the, nobody has any idea what's going on. Like, no, the, even if you think you've gotten information from the Ravens, if you haven't corroborated it with Lamar Jackson, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And so few people have access to Lamar Jackson because he's so very protected in this world. Remember, we... You know, we were supposed to have Lamar Jackson on earlier in this year, earlier the year, but we were given about eight qualifications to how we could have Lamar Jackson on, and we said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and pass. Like, getting to Lamar Jackson has been extraordinarily difficult because, and that's, he has every right, he doesn't have an agent, right? And once upon a time, as we all know in Baltimore, when Joe Flacco was here, he had an agent we could call, and he was happy to talk to anybody at any time, 
and say whatever it was that was on his mind, and we could get as much information as we possibly could. We don't have that same option right now, and that's what makes this infuriating. I can't tell you. I can't see the future. I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to be a Raven next year, but what I do know is that anyone who thinks they know that isn't Lamar Jackson is talking out of their ass. They are absolutely just making things up as they go along. No, 100%. And you think about, you know, the not having an agent situation, right? Like, and that's something that he's been heavily criticized for. But I think that with Roquan Smith, you know, signing his new contract without an agent as well, I think that maybe has laid a foundation for like, hey, like maybe the... I, from what I've been seeing on the Twitter chatters, it's kind of given people some hope about Lamar. I, I hope they're right. I hope there's something to it. That would be good news for all of us. Hey, today's show is also brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. You only have about two days left to take advantage of the code TAILGATE and save $100 when you order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsugrills.com is the website. It's the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for searing, baking, smoking, and grilling everything you could possibly want. Melissa Kim is here in studio with us this morning. Joining us now, this man uh, has sort of become almost like a Ravens beat reporter at this point. This is his second game doing the Ravens in the last three weeks. He will be on the call Sunday night for Westwood 1 as the Ravens take on the Bengals in the AFC wildcard round. It's always a thrill to welcome Mike Golick back to the program. Mike, it's Glenn and Melissa in Baltimore. It's so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No problem. I got I to gotta admit, the searing of the bacon sounded excellent. You know what? Sounds like, I, now all of a sudden I, my I, mouth is watering a little bit. I'm a little hungry. You probably are an even better spokesperson for the Ginsu Kamado Grill than I would be, so I might try to get in touch with somebody and suggest that they ship one out to you, my friend. We will see what we can do all, about I am that. all for that. I, I am all for that. I would be a wonderful spokesperson for them, yes. Alright, so <laughs> Michael, now you know this, you lead me to a place I have to go. Right now, you, you go out, you're putting together a Sunday get-together for friends. And you're handling the grilling. The choice of anything, what's on the grill at Mike Golick's house? Uh, listen, I, I grill anything. I uh, steaks. My, son, my son-in-law is a monster steak griller, so I like grilling steaks. I'm a big fan of just regular burgers, you know, I, I, but I'll, I, like, I like grilled corn as well. Ooh, I'll throw corn. that on there and grill it up really well. So I am uh, salmon. I, I, I will grill anything, but... If you push comes to shove, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a nice meat. That's for sure. I understand that. By the way, we do the grilled corn in Baltimore. We then put we lather it in Old Bay. Is the play yes. afterwards? And oh, there you go. It is, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you need. And then, by the way, we get if you go to the grocery store before you're grilling in Baltimore, you get about fifty ears of corn, no matter how many people are there, because you're just gonna keep going through them. It's it is. I don't know how to explain it. Listen, this is like a cooking show going. Correct. On. Yeah, I love what the it. hell with the football game? We, we don't have a quarterback yeah, in Baltimore. Right. Mike, exactly. This is where yeah. we are. Uh, for the Ravens to have a chance on Sunday night, you saw them, of course, a couple weeks ago against the Steelers. For them to have a chance to beat Joe Burrow and that offense on Sunday night in the playoffs without Lamar Jackson, what has to go right for them? What has to go wrong for the Bengals? Well, I mean, listen, the the one thing that's been going right is Baltimore's defense has been playing extremely well against Joe Burrow. So, they, they, you know, when you bring in Roquan Smith, who has been, you know, lights out for this defense, so that that's what you're going to have to hang your hat on, I think. Um, it's going to be very difficult to get into a, a shootout uh, without Lamar Jackson. Uh, so that would be tough to do. So you're going to have to hold that offense down. And this Baltimore defense at times has been able to do that. So that, that, to me, is going to be uh, the key. I, I looked at the, 
the 12 teams playing, there are four defenses that rank in the top 10 and eight that rank 16 or worse. So there's, there's not overly great defenses in this playoffs, but certainly Baltimore is up there as one of them. A really, really good defense. Uh, need to get pressure on Burrow. Uh, McDonald has done a great job, you know, coordinating this defense after his year at Michigan. Uh, so I, that's, that's, I think, is the, the magic elixir is this defense. And they know it. Listen, I've been in this position for when, when you're missing your top player, all the other individual meeting rooms say and talk about how we need to step up and help wide receivers. We got to make catch any ball that comes near us, whether it's from Huntley or from Brown. You know, we got to make plays. Old line, we got to make plays. We got to be able to run the ball to control the clock when we have it. Defense, we got to step up and hold the Cincinnati offense down to give our offense a chance. So I think that's what's going on in a lot of meeting rooms. Mike, you touched on that just a little bit too, but how does Baltimore get points? How does this Baltimore offense, who are they looking, who do you think that they should look to to get points on the board um, against the Bengals on Sunday? I, and Mark Andrews is the guy, right? I mean, but, you know, in Mark Andrews, I think playoff career, I don't think he has a touchdown yet unless I, I, I think I remember that from reading what I've been, been reading through. But he's still the main guy. You know, this isn't a wide receiver-led team. This is a tight end-led team and a quarterback-led team. And then you got your, you know, two-headed monster in the backfield. So this is about ball control and, and, and really the key. So if it's going to be a lower-scoring game, obviously points are at a premium. You know, and that's where the kickers, you know, they have McPherson in Cincinnati, Tucker in, in, uh, in, in Baltimore, two excellent kickers. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But it's, it's depending on where you are in this game, are there being points scored? Are you going for it on fourth down or do you take three points? You know, if there's a lot of scoring, you got to try and go for it and go for the seven points. So the game's going to dictate a lot of it. But the problem is, you know, without Lamar Jackson, I mean, listen, you could easily just look at the stats and see, how this offense has been less and less and less from you know rushing and scoring and all that and passing without Lamar. So to sit there and hope you get lightning in a bottle with either one of these quarterbacks and they're going to put up 35, 40 points is probably unrealistic. So that's why it's ball control when you have it, and that defense has to slow down Cincinnati. Mike Golick is with us. He's on the call, Ravens-Bengals, Sunday night for Westwood 1. Uh, by the way, Mike, I, yes, Mark Andrews has not scored a touchdown in his postseason career yeah. and had one of his worst games of his career in that game against the Titans at home back in tw- January of 2020. Um, all this being said, a-, a lot of people around here are pointing out that for everything they didn't have going for him, to your point defensively, but all in all, the Ravens were pretty competitive with the Bengals a week ago with no J.K. Yep. Dobbins, barely Gus Edwards, and we'll see if he's back for this week, with no Mark Andrews. Isaiah Likely stepped up, played really well in that game. The defense was great. And there is there is this desire to do the math of, well, hey, if you just don't turn the ball over a bunch of times and you can run the ball a little bit, I don't know, maybe there's a blueprint there. I, I worry that there's danger in just trying to look at one game and then turning around the next. But what do you make of that scenario where the Ravens were pretty competitive against the Bengals just a week ago despite all of that? Well, I, I go again with the last few games or, or some of the history of Burrow and Baltimore, what this defense has been able to do. You know, and, and if I'm a Baltimore Raven fan, I, I can hang my hat on that, saying our defense has done a nice job against him. You know, last week it's so tough when players sit out of how to, how to take a Week 18 game. The one thing is, these are division foes. Third time, the one, you, you know everything about these teams, right? From the player you're playing across, which is what I would study the most, how, how are you handling the player you're playing across from most in your situation? Game plans, teams will probably throw in a wrinkle or two. But for the most part, you know each other. So 
like anything, it's going to come down to, you know, we always talk about game plans and chess matches with coordinators. It comes down to one-on-one situations. You know, you beat the man in front of you. If you are on defense and have a chance to make a tackle in the open field, are you making it? Or is that offensive person shaking you and getting some extra yards? And the defense for Baltimore has been able to do a good job against Cincinnati's offense. So I, I think that's a, it's a huge feather in their cap and what's going to keep them in this game. Can they, can they do that for 60 minutes, though? I mean, Cincinnati is explosive. They've won eight in a row. I mean, this is tied for the best streak eight games at the end of the season since the 72 Dolphins. So, wow. I mean, that, that's pretty impressive what they're doing right now after a 4-4 four and four start. So they're, they're doing what they did last year. They're kind of hitting the high note toward the end of the season and peaking for the playoffs. So that's the mission now of Baltimore is to slow that down. But they have the receipts that they've done it with Joe Burrow and slowed him down. I like that you say receipts. That's good. Um, but also, you know, Jamar Chase has been saying a little bit this week how there were some dirty hits on uh, in the last game. And I'm in the locker room pretty much every day. And uh, Roquan Smith was asked about that yesterday. And he just said, hey, see you on Sunday. Is this the new Ravens-Steelers rivalry maybe? Is it going to be Ravens-Bengals mm. coming now in the future? I, I hope so. I love rivalries. And, and you know what? If, if, if I was still playing and in the defensive side and some offensive guy said the dirty hits, I'd say, just bring it on. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs> we'll see how the hits go. You know, I mean, give me a break with that. I don't need to hear that, and I don't care about hearing that. You know, this Baltimore like defense that. is tough. They, they hit hard, and they're going to hit you hard. It's a rough game. You know, and any, any offensive player – listen, Jamar Chase is a great player. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. But, you know, when your public is start complaining about dirty hits – what you're doing, too, is you're trying to get the refs to look at it as well. And coaches may talk about it to refs before the game. I know John Harbaugh said my team plays clean, and, you know, that's exactly what he should say. You know, these guys go and hit. I would, I would kind of, you know, chuckle if I were still playing it on the defensive side to hear the opposing offensive player say something like that. Doesn't worry me one bit, um, but I, I hope it does turn into a big rivalry. I'm all for that. I mean, the way the Ravens and the Steelers have been has been phenomenal. So, if you could get it now with Cincinnati, because Cincinnati ain't going anywhere. No. You know, they got Burrow. They got a hell of a team. They're going to be good for a while. And Baltimore, listen, you know, they were playing some, some really good ball, you know, but then they had the injury. So I, I hope this turns into a big rival. It was weird. There were, like, Bengals fans who were showing a video of, of Roquan Smith lightly flipping the football to Jamar Chase. Like, look how dirty he threw the ball at him. I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, give me a break. Right? I mean, I, you know what? I, 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 I get a little much with the taunting. You know, if you yeah. stay too much at a player, they throw a flag. I, it, it, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's a little overboard at times. It's a violent sport. You hit the way it goes. Uh, Mike Golick, just another couple of minutes with him here on GCR. Uh, Mike, we, we talked a lot about Roquan. Obviously, he's been a revelation in Baltimore. This defense has almost completely flipped since his arrival, and uh, I, I don't know what else I can say about the man. That being said, there are still some that share the opinion of, I don't know how, care how good an off-ball linebacker is. You can't, as an organization, be paying an off-ball linebacker $20 million a year. You can't build a team that's good enough to win a Super Bowl if you have $20 million being soaked up at a non-premium position. What do you make, as good as Roquan Smith is, and he's been a revelation since he arrived, what do you make of that argument that it's just not the way that you're supposed to build a team to win Super Bowls in 2023? Well, I mean, it's tough. We were already seeing it at the running back position, right? The value of running backs has just gone down and down more and more. You know you're going to have to, if, if the Lamar situation works out and Baltimore ends up paying him and they actually work out a deal, we know that's going to be a monster deal. I get what you're saying. 
you know, and the player has every right to ask for it because of, of what they mean to the team on the field. Now it's up to the capologist, you know, and if, and if they, you how how coaches look to the medical staff when a player is injured. Hey, is this guy cleared to go? Yeah, you got to talk to your capologist, you know, because these coaches aren't figuring it out. Believe me, you know, the money situation, they're going to need to be told we can fit this. We can fit that. We can't fit this. We can't fit that. And that's what it's going to come down to. Is that going to be tough to play, to pay that position that much? Hell yeah, it is. Good teams figure it out without ending up having a lot of dead money down the road. They care, take, take care of things year to year. A lot of times you can pay players before you have to pay your quarterback. When your quarterback is good right out of the gate and you know you're going to have to pay him down the road, you have a couple of years span where you can pay other players until Eagles you have thing. to pay that quarterback. Right. You know, unfortunately for Baltimore, they're in the position, unless they're just going to franchise Lamar, of, of having to shell out that money. And Roquan, obviously, he told us that he doesn't have an agent. He did this whole deal without an agent directly with Eric DaCosta. Obviously, we know Lamar doesn't have an agent. Do you feel like this is a trend that we might see going forward as more players are coming to the table and mm. fighting for themselves? Man, you know what? More power to them if they want to do it. I could never do it. I could never feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing enough. But these, these players could be way more aware of what's around them, what their surroundings are. So if they want to try it, hey, more power to them. Give it a go. I know I couldn't do it. I would need to lean on, you know, an, an agent. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, if you don't want to pay your agent, now what is it, three, you know, four, two, three, four percent of what you would pay, of, of you have to sit, decide, you know, can, can that agent get me that much more money that after I pay him, it's, it's still down to what I could have got by myself. That's what these guys all believe that they can pull out the best deals. As I said, I don't think I had been smart enough to do that or wanted to do that. I would leave it to the professionals there. But I, I, if these guys want to try it, I also don't have a problem with that. I just hope they're not going to leave any money on the table. Though when you're as great as Lamar is, you have the leverage to ask for that. Roquan is going to go into some, some territory that is maybe some unknown territory, trying to get that position more money, which always – quarterbacks were there, and we know that linebackers are a little different uh, as far as what you're going to pay them and how high you'll go. Coming away with $100 million, though, that ain't too bad. <laughs> I'd be willing to yeah, settle for it at that point. Hey, Mike, before we let you go, because I know you know how much of a Notre Dame guy you are, uh, seeing Kyle Hamilton this year, we had him out for an event this week, and, and he was very open. Like the, the Miami game, it was a mess. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And yet, since that point, this dude has utterly and completely looked the part, and I don't know what the next level might be, you know, the ball skills, whatever, but he's doing so many different things for this defense. Um, are, are you maybe, would you say to yourself, hey, I'm not surprised by that at all, knowing the guy that we saw in college. This is exactly what I expected him to be. The, just the way that he's been able to do it so quickly after a rough start to look like every ounce of what the Ravens thought they were getting in the first round. Well, I mean, that position now is becoming one of the most versatile positions in all of football, that safety position. You've got to play back. You've got to play. You've got to run support. You've got to play like a linebacker, and sometimes you've got to play on the line. And it just took a little bit for them to find the right spot for Kyle, right, to, to where he would mesh in with this defense. And that certainly can take time. Listen, the, 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 the difference of college ball to pro ball is huge, especially the speed of the game and how much quicker you have to recognize what's going on. And you have to kind of find where you belong and then grow from there. So it, it took Kyle a little bit to find that. He found it. But, I mean, that size of a guy, 6'4", 215, 220 in that area there, play. I mean, he is, he is the perfect versatile type of a guy to play up on the line, to play back, 
And the more he learns that position and evolves even more into that, as I said, I think that's one of the most, if not the most versatile position you have to be on the field now. It was, he's been a revelation, man. It has been unbelievable to watch this kid turn things around midseason. At Golick on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, Ravens, Bengals, Sunday night on Westwood One, uh, as well as the uh, Golick and Smeddy podcast available through DraftKings. Anything else I can plug for you, my friends? No, that's about it. I just look forward to us all sitting down and having some seared bacon. Hell yeah, yes. man. We're, we're stopping by, Mike. It's so great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time for us. All right. Mike Golick with us here on GCR. I appreciate him taking the time ahead of Ravens-Bengals on Sunday night. I'm going to give you, Melissa, the same question. Grilling? Well, no, no. I mean, if you want to, we can do the grilling question. I meant the what is the path to you for the Ravens to have a chance on Sunday night? I want... Listen, I was saying this, this has always been a hot topic of discussion in my life as well. Honestly, give me like three pick sixes. What the heck? Okay, put, I mean, that would go a long way. Put the point to the word that yes, way. Right. But no, uh, the, this Ravens defense surprisingly has not had a single pick six all season. Um, I, th- I looked that up the other day because wow. I was like wondering because – uh, they, I think they almost had a near one, I think, and it got called back in one game. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I remember specifically talking to Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton about this. Um, Kyle, who I feel like is like my little brother, by the way. I like did, <laughs> I did a uh, story. For those that don't know, he is half Korean. My family's Korean, and we kind of have bonded over that over the course of the That's season really cool. and stuff like that. Yeah, no, because his mother, correct? His mother's yeah. Korean, yeah, and he's one of the very few slash first, first that the Ravens have ever drafted, but, you know, very few in the league. And so um, we chat every now and then. And um, I remember specifically talking to him because he had the interception that was called back in a game earlier in the season. And he was like, yeah, he's like, my mom was like jumping up and down, like, ah, I'm like screaming and everything. It was right before the bye week um, was when it was because he told me that he talked to his mom about it during the bye week. And um, I was like, wait, I was like, has this team had a pick six yet this season? And they haven't. So I feel like that I'm going to I'm going to say it, that it is would the be way the perfect time. My God, you could not ask that, for better timing. Listen, <laughs> that would be the way that they would put points on the board. I mean, not that I'm not depending on Mark Andrews and, you know, how he can obviously perhaps turn around his playoff uh, so playoff bad luck. Yes, but um, but yeah, I I really I believe. By the way, in this for defense. what it's worth, Mark Andrews also used to have a knack for like struggling in all big games. Like he used right. to have a knack for primetime games or his worst games. He's turned around all of those things, and I know it's not been great since Lamar Jackson got hurt. Like there's been very right. Very but, little Mark Andrews. But you see in this, Pat, the Steelers game, right, in Week 17, yep. it, that was the Mark Andrews that I remember, the Mark yep. Andrews of old, the all-pro Mark Andrews that we saw all last season before he hurt his shoulder this year. I think that, you know, you think about the yak yards, the grit that you see him fighting for every single catch and every single yard. I think we saw a lot of that um, in the Steelers well, game. Well, and you would hope that what you saw from Isaiah Likely last week, there was a sign of figure out a way to have, have them both, both yep. correct, mm-hmm. involved, split one of them out wide, whatever it is that you have to do because you simply don't have the personnel otherwise. Right, I know, I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, defense, man. Like, like I'm such a fan of this defense because uh, kind of to what Golik just said, credit to him on this, but, like, when you think about the rivalries and, like, the hits and the whatever, like, I mean, Roquan, to his credit, has said a lot of, like, really, like, kind of, like, gritty, like, cool things because when I tweet them, like, people go nuts over it. Mm-hmm. I remember before the Steelers game, he's like, yeah, run the ball right at us. I dare you. He's like, it's a test of your manhood, and that, I live for that. That one, that one didn't a, work out quite a te- well. <laughs> I know, I know, but like, the, when he said, it's a test of your manhood, like, I live for that, and I'm just like, whoa, yeah. dude, like, yeah, wow. Intense, I can't right? mean. 
And then uh, even after the week 18 game, he was just like, it's a full on war. And he's like, I welcome them to, you know what I mean? He's kind of like a bring it on kind of guy. And like, I think that, you know, that gets people fired up. That gets the team fired up, obviously. And it gets the fan base fired yes, it up. It very much, it throws back to old school Ray, yeah. football, old school Ravens yeah, defense. There's Ray a Lewis, lot yeah. of that that you like about it. Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Melissa Kim is in studio with us this morning. Still to come, Dr. David Chow will join us. We will talk about why. what, like, <laughs> Why are we here? Right? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And obviously, he doesn't know, know either, but he's a bit more intelligent when it comes to these subjects than I am slightly so we'll let him melissa went to johns hopkins so no, I, might, I, I, no stop it stop she it. might be more no uh and also we're going to do our picks for uh, the uh, wild card yes the wild card round of the playoffs this super weekend. wild card round. oh my yeah, god are right. you being paid by the nfl no. i saw you send that out in the email last night <laughs> Super, super wild, wild card, card weekend. weekend. What? The, are, like, are they giving you money to try to put I, that? I, over? I, I think it's just funny that they're it's like that. They're like, this is different. This is not the same wild card round. <laughs> it's super wild because there's two more games than there were previously. Everything's changed. There's a game on Monday night. Whoa, whoa! Stop the presses. All right, we'll come back in. We got a lot to do. It's Glenn Clark Radio. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub. The latest edition of Press Box is available now and it's our annual best of issue on the cover we recognize orioles catcher adley rutschman as our 2022 mo gabba sports person of the year and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in baltimore was simultaneous with the birds turnaround also inside we recognize the top people performances and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting Laurel Park Dot com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 1140 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Back in here on GCR, Melissa Kim is in studio with us this morning from WBA. Uh, what can I plug for you, Melissa? I'm I'm good. I'm nobody sponsors. I sponsor my own life. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I mean How's that that, that that's would that, be the type plug, of thing right? that I would want to plug. Absolutely, we can plug that. Yeah. And then where can people see or hear you? Uh, you can hear me on Game Days with Jerry Sandusky, and this week it'll be the lovely Tori Smith. I do love me some Tori Smith. Yes, that's my um, and yes, there's yeah. that. Yeah, that's there's the that. list. That's, I'm not. You know, here I'm not a fancy person. I'm not. I'm not as cool as you, Glenn. <laughs> I, by the way. I, when somebody asked me, I, what, they said, what do you want to plug? I'm like, I don't know. The, the Solve poverty. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, world peace. Right? world peace. World uh, peace. I have no idea. By the way, they, so I was on VEASAN this morning, and I just found out this was the picture that was on the screen on Mass. Wait, let me see. It's a picture of me in the dumbest sweater vest that I've ever worn in my entire life that they put up on. You somebody look so went, distinguished. Somebody went combing through my Facebook you went, you look this like, morning. You look like a high school like science teacher. I do look a lot like a high school <laughs> science teacher. There is no job. I, sh- I wish I would have been wearing it like a true sweater vest. I wish I would have gone all in on like, that. Like all like Jim Trussell style? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a right? good look. This is a puffy vest I was wearing um. for some reason. My wife wanted me to become a puffy vest man a couple of years ago. She had this vision of me. My wife, who I mentioned before, is comes from the private school sector, right? That's her life. She has always envisioned me at some point deciding I wanted to be a preppy lacrosse player guy. Oh, like the Patagonia, like croquis, like, she is like in her ra- life I, I, Nantucket Reds. I yes, know this at very some well. Point, yes. I would just flip a switch and that's who I would be. And I see that she's trying to make our sons like that right now. Like she's constantly dressing in that way. And I find myself saying like, you've known me for 15 years. You think there's a chance in hell that I'm just going to wake up today and be like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a puffy vest man. Yeah. That's just who I've, secretly been this entire time do you own the nantucket reds though no not a chance well i mean unless she got one for me for (laughs) christmas one year every year she attempts to she did turn me into a peacoat man i'll give her credit for that peacoats are nice peacoats are wonderful i'm all in on peacoats but that's as much success as she's had in her quest to change who it is that i am which Again, I don't blame her for. Like, if I met me, I'd probably try to work on me a little I bit. I don't know. You keep it. You're like Lamar Jackson. You keep it real. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her that the yeah. next time we talk about. Oh it. gosh, don't yeah, ever come after the me. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
I tried to tell you guys yesterday without actually just coming out and saying it, but it was made official this morning. Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks, coming to M&T Bank Stadium in October. October 7th, I believe, is the date. Half of you are very excited. Half of you are wildly disappointed. It's just the way that it goes. In a perfect world, this announcement for you, Melissa, would have been what? Beyonce. Beyonce. A lot For a lot of people, the answer would have Rihanna. been Beyonce. I don't know. That's a great point. Like, you would think that when she's doing the Super Bowl halftime show, she'd want to follow it up by announcing, like, a a big stadium tour or something like that. I thought that was a huge miss from the halftime show last year. Like, everybody was all... I know. Everybody was all excited about it. Like, this is the greatest halftime show other than Prince of all time. Let me make that abundantly clear. There will never be anything like that. Why wouldn't you follow that up with a nice... Wait, I don't remember who. Who was it last year? Oh, it was the it was Dre and Snoop and Oh, Eminem. oh my God, no. That was great. I loved that. I it loved incredible. every second of that. Yeah, it that was, was like my childhood. Ex- oh my exactly God, yes. right. It was ex, except for, no offense, 50 Cent. There was no need. Like, I mean, no need, you didn't guy. get down with little Go Short, it's, it's your birthday. It's not like I don't enjoy it okay. and it doesn't give me flashbacks. Okay. It's just that you have Dre and Snoop and Mary Eminem J. and Mary J. Oh Blige my God. and a Kendrick queen. Lamar. Yes. No offense. The last thing you needed in that group was a... Why don't we take a few minutes and give it to 50 Cent instead? <laughs> to no hang offense. upside down and sing. Which, All, by the way, by is the, difficult. It looks, looks amazing. Yeah. Let's make that abundantly clear. Looks incredible, but just wasn't necessary at that point. But I don't understand why they didn't follow it up with a world tour. Like, Who wouldn't? If they had announced the next morning. That uh, they were going on tour together? 200, them? 250 bucks for a ticket. I'm telling you right now. I would have been there. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. An, wait, how the Dr. Dre is like kind of. How old is he now? Like in his sixties? Uh, 50s? he's got to be right? fifty something. Okay. okay. I mean, like I don't know about sixty. Let's all look but, this up. Oh, uh, you know what was really disturbing though? Did you know that Eminem and Snoop are like the same age? No. That really? I blew my mind. Why do I feel Snoop like Eminem? has been because Snoop has been in our conscience for, for like our entire lives. In, essentially, they're both basically fifty years old. Hang on, I'm gonna do this. Let me let me pull this up. I didn't up. think Eminem was Dre, that old. Dre. Dre is fifty seven. Oh, okay. Wow, Snoop he's... is 51, Eminem is 50. What? Yeah. yeah. Ice Cube, 53. Eminem's 50. Eminem's 50. Which, what? by the way, is really like a... our st- age. It's really a statement about us more than anything else. Like, that's the, the like, terrifying part. Weren't we, like, slim really... shading, like, when we were, like, in middle school, I feel oh, like? Oh, I think we were definitely, like, 13, 14. High school. I was in high school for sure. Okay. For sure I was in high school, because okay. I definitely had a Hi, My Name is Slim Shaded t-shirt <laughs> that I wore around. God, it was quite the moment for white Wait, people. I got to tell you. Oh, it was a moment. Wait, when did 8 Mile come out then? I thought that came out when we were in high school, right? It came out right around like 2002, I want to okay. say. Something like that. Okay. Is that right? 8 Mile? 2000? 2002. Damn, look at this guy over here. Look at Google this machine. guy. Yeah. I, didn't, I got Dr. Dre up on my Google. I didn't look up 8 Mile at all. Oh, that all right. was straight from the brain, my friend. That's why we were uh, trivia winners on Monday night. Hell yeah. Okay. The, way, the most okay. random. Okay. So t- I'll give you two from Trivia Monday Night. Kay. One, because I, I was disturbed that I almost missed it. Griffin, don't give the answer. Okay. The same night that DeMar Hamlin collapsed, this NBA player scored 71 points. Donovan Mitchell. I, I swear to God, when they asked the question, I wrote down Luka Doncic because I was confused. No, Luka has he had 50. The six, he had the 60-point yeah. triple-double, right? And so I wrote down Luka Doncic, and I was ready to walk it up. And all of a sudden, as I'm getting ready to get up, I'm like, no. <laughs> then I sat for a second. And it, all the guys on my team are like, was it Harden? Was it? I'm like, no, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Finally pulled it out of the recess of my brain that it was Donovan Mitchell. The final question on Monday night, which mm-hmm. was a pure guess, but we got right and we won for the week. Name the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer who won the Best Contemporary Christian Grammy Award for a duet with Zach Williams in 2021. 
Now. Correct. The way that you're looking is exactly the way that everyone in the bar looked. Wait. But I immediately on. said to everybody at the table. Wait, don't I'm tell like, me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh-huh, don't tell me. Uh-huh. Wait. The repeat the, and, the, repeat the, the question. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer uh-huh. who won the Best Contemporary Christian Grammy Award in 2021 for a duet with someone named Zach Williams. Am I supposed to know who Zach Williams is? I, I, I did not, for okay. what it's worth. I know guys named Zach Williams. Yeah. I did not know this guy. Uh, I mean, I would automatically go to like Springsteen or somebody like that. And I, is, is he in the I Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, I don't even he's know. He's definitely in the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame, but it would seem like that would be quite the stretch for him to do a gospel Christian, record, yeah. right? Like that seems like that would be a bit much. I wrote down an, a name mm-hmm. and I said, look, I have no idea. And of course you got it right. But this is the name that I think. And immediately everybody at the table was like, oh yeah, absolutely. This was the, be the type of thing that they would do. And no one would, it wouldn't remotely change a single person's opinion about this person. Go. This is one of the most beloved humans on the face of the planet. Celine Dion, I don't know. Dolly Parton. Oh my God. Okay, that makes sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Of course. Now, we were guessing, so we didn't go all in. Like, we didn't wager all 15 points. But again, nobody else in the bar got it correct. That makes sense. She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was just inducted this year into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was a whole thing where she was bothered at first. She was like, I don't want to be inducted. I'm not rock and roll. And then. In a whole conversation, like you're Dolly Parton, right? You, get to be you as can do whatever you, you want. You get to be as you rock and roll as any. Like you can put it, Dolly Parton in any Hall of Fame that you'd like you to can put her in. Have they, put, you can put on a you could put her on a song with Dr. Dre, and I would listen to it. I would. Oh my God, I would be thrilled. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I would be very excited for a Dolly Parton. Uh, we when we were driving around in Wisconsin, Mrs. Clark nine to five came on the radio. Oh, and Mrs. Clark did not recognize it, and I immediately wanted to know what the annulment laws were in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> like, do I have to? Do I have to wait till I get back? Right, like, we have to go home together. How does okay. this work exactly? This is Dolly Parton that we're talking about. We do not mess around with subjects that are as important as this. But yes, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks in Baltimore. It's like the fifth Billy Joel show in Baltimore. In the last, it feels like Billy Joel is just sort of, he didn't come to Baltimore for 40 years, so now he just only comes to Baltimore at this right. point as he played Camden Yards a couple years ago and he played M&T Bank Stadium before that. So, But this time he's bringing Stevie Nicks with him. I hope that there will be more concert announcements that will be coming yes. that will maybe satisfy some other people that are a little bit disappointed by the announcement of Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. I'm out on – I love both of them, but I've seen Billy Joel about 100 times at this point. I'm not spending – six thousand dollars again on Billy Joel tickets those days are over there was some speculation too I don't not that this was ever going to happen but like some people that I work with were like Taylor Swift and I was like no that's never happening I think that like she already announced the whole right she did her whole thing I think like she had already announced extra dates and some I think that's over after the whole Ticketmaster thing too yeah I think that's over I don't think there's going to be any more of that all right so we're going to do picks here in a second you're in I'm in. I'm always all in are you kidding so I'll explain it I'll explain it when uh, Ken Zalas joins us but that's we're doubling down because Griffin really wanted us to double down this week. It's a whole deal. Griffin, for whatever reason, really... I think, I think, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have more popsicles. He really wants... I think this is secretly that Griffin really wants to try a pork and beans popsicle. Is really what this comes I want to see... I know I'm going to win, so I want to see more people try. I don't want to see just John Proctor eating this so pork John and beans popsicle. John lost last week, okay. so he's already out. He's already out. Oh, text Jeremy, and, see if he wants him. Okay. All right? Text him, if he, see if he wants him to add one more. Um... John's already got to eat a pork and beans popsicle. Whoever loses and ties, by the way, and there's only six games, so there's way more of a chance of ties. Everybody could go three and three. I was all gonna say, so how th- do you figure? Is it are we doing it by a coin flip? Is that no no coin flip? Okay. Every so if all of us go three and three this week, mm-hmm. everybody loses. 
Oh. Everyone's a loser okay. if everybody goes three and three this week. And okay. we all have to consume pork and beans popsicles. It'll be, a commu- it'll be like a community it'll bonding, be an event. A bonding yes, experience. It'll be an event is exactly what it'll be. Uh, let me run two things by you before we get to picks, right? One, um, we were talking, obviously, about the entire season covering the Ravens. Is there anything besides Lamar Jackson's injury that you think is the greatest storyline? This comes from Chris. That you think is the greatest storyline of how it is that we got to this point, where none of us are excited for a playoff game with the Ravens? Wait, is nobody really excited? Okay. Um, Chris said. Okay. Um, No, I think, I mean... I think that shows you how important Lamar is to this team, you know, and how important he has been to this franchise. You think about the quarterbacks, no knock on Trent Dilfer, Elvis Gerback, or Joe Flacco or anything like that, but I think he's one of the most exciting quarterbacks that this franchise has ever seen. I mean, they uh, created. He is by far. Yeah, he is. Okay, by yeah. far. He is. I just, I'm trying to be nice to everybody, but like he, you know, he changed the face trying, of offenses. Trying to be, how dare I'm you? Trying to be how a nice dare you person. offend the great I Kyle Bowler? How dare you? <laughs> but. They created an offense based around this one player, and he really changed how NFL offenses work, right? You think about the people that came after him, you know, like the Kylers and the Josh Allens and the the Joe uh, Burrows. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, Tua, you know. And so I think he's such a prolific kind of guy, so that that is why it's such kind of like a heavy, I think, a little bit of a letdown that he's not playing right now. You know, I think that that just kind of speaks to how important he is. So is there another reason why? I mean, no, I think it's 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 Lamar. You know, I mean, you hear all the guys talking about it this week in terms of, you know, Lamar really is the leader of this offense. We're a different team. I mean, Calais Campbell, one of the leaders, great leaders of this team right now, said that, you know, Lamar, this offense is, you know, different with Lamar on the field. And you think about how he's a guy that can get other guys to come and play here. I remember distinctively Latavius Murray last season said he wanted to come play here because of Lamar Jackson, because he made him excited about football again. Morgan Moses this year said that his kids were the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. They all have number eight jerseys. They He told me that on Saturdays they come in and they play soccer with Lamar in the locker room, you know? Mm-hmm. And you think about how much of an effect that he has on the league, players, fans. So I think that that is why it is such a kind of a heavy letdown that he's not playing right now i think that this is but we were talking boy i ended up in a conversation with this with our friend josh charles last night actually because drew and i were talking about it on the show yesterday um i got a funny text from josh last night he's like you and drew argue like an old married couple and i was like yeah that's (laughs) probably about right um but john john harbaugh seems frustrated by the questions right but remember it was john harbaugh who in the immediacy after the game suggested that like there was some scenario where Lamar could play literally the week after the injury. And I do wonder if part of what we're dealing with could have been avoided if at the time John did what we expect John to typically do in these situations and just said, you know, guys, we don't know. We don't know. It, it could be a little while. Like some, he, gave, he was the one that kind of suggested, like, this is an injury that he could be back from quickly right well i think maybe he just didn't know but also he was hopeful you know what i mean i think he was really hopeful and i think john is a guy that generally 
again, is in the keeps it real category. You can see when he's emotional. You can see when mm-hmm. he's happy or unhappy about things, which, again, I really do appreciate as someone who used to cover Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick. Um, no no yeah. emotions on right. those people's Robotic. faces. Right. And so I think he was probably hopeful. You know what I mean? I mean, he wants Lamar to play. Like, we all want Lamar to play. And we just don't know, like, what is happening with the injury situation. So that's why, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. That's why I think that John was probably hopeful right with the rest of us, you know? I, I probably, but I, normally you ask anything John John Harbaugh about injuries, and you get back with the you know we'll like see. It, that's a, yeah. And yet this time, he was very quick to say days to weeks. You know, could he play this week? I don't know. Probably not, but maybe. Like he put out a scenario yeah. where he might not miss any time at all. Yeah. And I don't you know I don't know where that came from. I don't know why that was the case, but I do think that's part of the reason why we're in this situation where there's such pandemonium is because. All of this conversation started. We trust the head coach. Right. That's With why, yeah. that being suggested, that it could be a, an injury that took no time whatsoever. But alas, alas, here we are. Here we are. Let's make picks for the week. We are into hour number two of today's show. Melissa Kim from WBAL is with us and is in for picks. Joining us now, our friend Ken Zalis. Uh, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, for the most part, let's just take a look at the season-long standings for picks right now. Uh, there is still life for both KZ and Griffin. KZ and Griffin are only three games back at the top of the table. Uh, Melissa, by the way, I'm killing it this year. In first place on our picks contest. <laughs> is that rigged? 79 and 84. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to be, I thought you were serious for a second. Not rigged. JK, no, no, JK. I, I am in first place. Okay. <laughs> it's just been awful. Just awful all season long. Uh, John Proctor's a game back. KZ and Griffin are three games back. Then Kyle's five games back. Paul Valley's seven games back. And Andrew Stecka is our worm at the moment, 11 games back. We didn't tell you that the season-long punishment. Be grateful you're not involved with this. Okay. Uh, you have to come in and eat a worm burger. It's exactly what you Where think it is. Where do you guys is. find these? Do we just like come out? Where does this cut? Like the pork and beans our, popsicle, our, or worm burger? Do you come up with this on your own? All over the place. Although okay. recently, everybody's been watching that that show Barmageddon and sending me things from that stupid television program that I didn't know any human being watched. But apparently, there is a giant crossover between the GCR audience and the Barmageddon audience, which I have learned Great about program. Last. Great program. Is it? What channel I is so. on? Are you actually watching it? No, but I know Mike Vrabel's on there and... I think uh, Jimmy Johnson. Thank you. NASCAR. Yes, it, that's that was my response. No, wait. What what channel is it's it? It's a USA Network. Okay, I think I have to check this out now. It's uh, the Monday nights the, at eleven. The Bella okay. Twins, I believe, are involved. Oh, I love with them. It. Well, there you go. You might be okay. a Barmageddon fan. Okay. So anyway, that's where the pork and beans popsicle came. Oh, from, got it. Show. Okay. The worm burger came because there was some story that was like the way that we're going to solve our food crisis and the oh, we're going to eat bugs. We're all going to eat worms oh, or something okay. like that. Yes. So we decided to do a worm burger. But that's not all. You also have to dress as the worm Dennis Rodman from his uh, wedding <laughs> dress era. Um, and you have to perform the worm by legendary professional So it's like wrestling. a worm-themed punishment. Very worm-themed. Okay. But you also have to take a stink. Fa- it's a whole thing. I mean, okay. it's just a whole thing. I just want to witness for the, it. That's for all. the loser of this, which we were certain was going to be our friend Andrew Stecker, who, by the way, lives in Arizona and would have to fly back in order to do all of this. Um, but he's only four games behind our buddy Paul Valley, who's a vice worm at the moment, so there's still a lot to be determined there. That being said, we only have so many games left at this point. For this week, Ken, Griffin has requested that we double down on the pork and beans popsicle bet. I don't know what his obsession is. What, 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 is, what is he being double down? That, that John Proctor's already lost one. 
he would like to have someone else or someone's else also consume. I don't know why. I, Griffin's a weirdo, is what we've learned. Did he, did, did he not do any research for the show and come up with something else? I, I don't, no, he literally brought it up to me two days ago. He was like, do you think we could run it back? And I'm like, what? I just wanted to make more we already, popsicles. We already got wanna... a loser. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but like we could just do it again. I was like, what the? Griffin, what the hell? I got like multiple popsicle molds. It felt weird, you know, just filling up one. You want to make six of them. Yeah. So you want six of us to yeah, lose. Yeah, and you yeah. want to have a communal pork and bean popsicle party is what you're looking Is for. there barbecue sure. sauce yes. in pork and beans? Uh, it's some sort of sauce. I don't know. I saw some people yeah, would make them. They, they would put like ketchup in the in the popsicle. And... Oh, I've definitely I've Barbecue done sauce. I've done uh, pickle juice popsicles. We did that. Uh, oh, I heard that that's a thing. Yeah, uh, it's for, like it's... dehydration or something like that. Electrolyte something, right? Oh, uh, that's why. That's not about. the reason he does it. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just obsessed. That's a good point. He's not wrong. I wish that was the case. Uh, so, Casey, are you in? Melissa is actually. I'm totally in. in. Oh my god, yeah. Which I think is sure. Uh, by the way, you the, say with hesitation. The, the update one hour later is that Carson just ordered at the at the chicken tender store that opened the day. He just got the order and he left an hour ago. I told you it's going to be a, a madhouse. Disaster. It's going to be a mess. It's a yeah. nightmare at the chicken tender store. Um, anyway, so so Melissa's in. KZ, you're in. Charles is in. Griffin's in. Do we see if John Proctor what, what wants if, to go? What if Proctor? What if Proctor's the only loser again? Then he's got two pops. We don't, we, don't know, we don't know for sure that he's in yet, but if he is, then I would agree. He, well, we can peer pressure him like we did last time. So We can do two. Yeah, that's so true. He's, we in. Did he's basically put, in. Yeah, we're putting him in, basically. He could do two popsicles when he comes in to pay off his bet. <laughs> and then what about Jeremy? Did he? Uh, Jeremy did not text me back yet. So. I bet he'll I end up. He's yeah. in. He's I'm totally almost, in. He, he's, does, he has weirder things than eat pork and beans He popsicles. gets very angry, too, when we don't include him <laughs> in our side bets because okay. he wants to be involved with more of them. So I'm I'm good with that. We laid in the tramp to Panatone a couple weeks ago for no reason whatsoever. So ever just for funsies on a Thursday morning. Um, all right, so that's what we're doing for picks. Only six games this week, so there is a much greater chance of there being ties yeah. for our losers. So we will deal with that. Griffin, let's uh, walk us through picks for this week. All right, opening up for Super Wild Card Weekend on Saturday at four. You better be getting a check. I know. He's you better. I don't know what times. it's worth it to you. You're putting this over. On my brother's sure birthday, January fourteenth. Uh, the Seahawks going to San Francisco. Well, now that I know it's your brother's birthday, right. it's going to completely totally change, change everything. How I'm going to pick these games. Uh, Niners are favored by nine and a half, hosting the Seahawks. Uh, I should point out the picks are brought to you this week by UMBC Basketball. They're back at home for a pair of games this weekend, Saturday, and then a very cool thing on Monday. Of course, it's holiday. It's MLK Day, so they're playing a 5 o'clock tip-off on Monday, a chance for you to get down there with your kids. Maine, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Hartford, Monday at 5. UMBC's been red hot. So you want to go check out the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Get your tickets, umbcretrievers.com. Now, with that said, um, Griffin gave me a stat about double-digit yesterday. What did you have? It was like double-digit double underdogs. Uh, hold on, I don't have it. Or double-digit like underdogs. 3-11 or something like that. They're, yeah, they're 3-11. So the underdogs are 3-11 against the spread. Now, this is not technically double digits because right. we got it at 9.5. But I think I'm going to roll with this. There's a reason why the Seahawks... I, 49ers are just good, man. And I know that we're still like trying to figure out exactly what Brock Purdy is, but, dude, he's been good. They got Debo back. McCaffrey. They're loaded. I mean, they're just insanely loaded. Meanwhile, on the flip side, I just don't see a path for the Seahawks. So I'm going to roll with the 49ers despite it being a big number. Um, Ken. Sir, uh, yeah, I agree with everything there. I, I, Seahawks was a nice story. They haven't been 
particularly impressive in a month, though, uh, after the hot, hot start. And San Francisco's just loaded. Uh, and, and we don't, nobody even mentioned how good their defense is. And, and that for me is, is what's going to get this, uh, nine and a half pretty easily. I think this is the blowout of the weekend. Melissa. Yeah. I mean, I just look at how different of a team they've been since they got Christian McCaffrey, you know, and how the offense has been rolling since then, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm such a Pete Carroll stan, but um, yeah, I've Why? got. Why? Uh, born and raised USC football fan. Oh, um, all, so you really are all over the I map. I am all over the well, really I, I mean, that's like where I was born and raised, so yeah. that's where I stick with Pete Carroll. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'm rolling with the Niners here, too. Griffin? Uh, all right, so the Niners, they swept the Seahawks in the regular season. In the wildcard era, teams that have swept their opponents facing off in the playoffs uh, during the regular season, they're 9-9-1 nine, nine, and one against the spread. So you know, no, we, no we angle. Saw this, we saw this with the Rams, of course, last year who were swept by the 49ers, not in the wildcard weekend, but ended up playing the 49ers in the championship game? Was that when they... Was it the divisional round or the championship? I don't, I don't remember. Whatever the it was. The yeah, whatever. whatever it was, they played it. No, I think it was the championship game. Okay. And right, yeah. and the Rams ended up winning that game. Uh, but yeah, so nine nine and one. So there's actually no angle there. I just wanted to throw that so out. So thank you for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just dynamite <laughs> observation, Griffin. The Seahawks, uh, however, they do play the Niners well. Not this year. They got swept. But uh, since Th- Shanahan, throw in, mo- throw in more random things that aren't helpful. Did, since did you know that Dolly over. Parton won the Contemporary Christian <laughs> Grammy in 2021? It has nothing to do with this pick. I just thought that you should know. Seahawks are eight and three straight up against Shanahan since he took mm. over. Mm. Um, mm. And so they always play him well. They play him close. I do like the Niners a lot. They're they also used to have Bowl a quarterback pick. in yeah. Seattle. They're my, they're my, I mean, the Niners are my Super Bowl pick at this point, but nine and a half is a lot of points. I think the Seahawks keep it close, and uh, it's going to be a good game to kick off Super Wild Card right, Week. pass that over to Charles. He's next. I wanted to go with the Seahawks covering, but I didn't like the way they played last week. Kind of the Rams. They're, they're, they've packed Yeah, they're it already. Yes, I agree. Yeah, they're, they're cheeks. Yeah, um, and they should have lost. Uh, they got the they got the cheat flag uh, with Jalen Ramsey at the end. Um so, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers as well to uh, probably win by more than 10 Good that Griffin went a different way because I was actually starting to worry that we would all pick all of the games yeah. the exact same way, and then we would all just be clinching the fact that we had to eat pork and beans popsicles <laughs> because of it. So at least we got that going for us. Uh, so uh, I'm lone wolfing it. Everybody Ooh, else go is ahead. on the 49ers. Do it. Oh! There's our guy. Go Seahawks. There's our guy. Next. Uh, next up, also on Saturday night, eight fifteen on NBC. What's NBC's other crew? Do you know? Uh, it's going to be Al Michaels oh, is, oh, is wow. returning to NBC, working with Tony Dungy for this okay. game. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I love Tony Dungy. I feel like he, we need him on. I don't team. love he and Jason Garrett together. There's a lot of it's all old, old man coach vibes. Very there, old yeah. man and very weird. Every time they've done a promo all season, I really wish somebody would compile. Who do you like with Jason Garrett? Nobody. That's a great point. <laughs> I really wish they would compile all of the awkward promos they do all year. And poor Maria Taylor, who was told, like, please laugh at whatever these guys are saying. Oh, gosh. I know. And, like, it's just so uncomfortable. There was a game today. <laughs> Aren't you right, Jason? <laughs> That's coming up at halftime. I felt bad for poor Maria Taylor, who clearly, like, it was just informed, we need you to do us a favor and laugh no matter what these gentlemen say. It's in your contract, yes. yes. Chargers are going to Jacksonville, the AFC South champions, Jaguars. The Jaguars are underdogs, getting two and a half points. I love uh, it. Say it Chargers. again. Who's playing in the game? Jaguars. The Jaguars. 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 Yeah, there's Jaguars. been some debate about how this And who are the Ravens playing on Sunday night? They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals? Yeah. The old Bengals. <laughs> Griffin, who has no Baltimore accent that I know of, all of a sudden you get a couple of times or you get to hear it, and I appreciate it. Baltimore, Maryland. Um, all right. I... I... I this game is interesting, right? 
because as I think it's going to be easy for everybody to say it's a home team getting points that's been playing well, just do that. But it's only two and a half points. And I do think that this is a 50-50 crapshoot type of a football game. I think that we need to be more respectful to it. I think we're also alarmed by the fact that the Chargers, for whatever insane reason, decided to try in Week 18, despite there being nothing to play for, and lost to the Broncos. And I think that's affecting the way that we think about all of this. All that being said, as I set it up, I'm still not going to bite. The Jaguars are getting points. I think it would be insane not to take them. Give me the Jaguars. Uh, playoff football, you, you have to be able to stop the run just a little bit. I mean, every every once in a while. The Chargers simply cannot do that. And you got a, a team in Jacksonville who has got maybe one of the three hottest quarterbacks, you know, going right now. They've got their run game fixed. They can score points. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville. It's a, the point. The points are immaterial. I think it's a field goal game either either way. But you know, I, I just I, I don't trust that rush defense from the Chargers. Melissa, um, I think I am going to stick with the Jaguars as well. Um, Look, I've watched. We could all be hanging no, out. No, we could really seriously. This is the deal. Um, no, here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence, I watch. I watch. I watch a ton of college football. Uh, I've always been uh, college football all the way. But um, Trevor Lawrence, I've been impressed with how he's handled the well, adversity. He didn't play all that well against the Titans. Last Correct, week. but you know, we get whatever week eighteen. But at the same time. Um, yeah, you know, especially with the streak that they're going on coming into this game as well, I think that they're one of those teams like the Bengals. You're getting hot at the right time. You know what I mean? And you are – the upward trajectory is important here, especially I think when you get into the playoffs. So I think that I am going to go with the Jaguars as well. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Jags as well. It feels like they're I – mean, they're not technically the hottest team in football, but it feels like they are. Um, and so, yeah, I'm taking the Jags. Can you know, talking about the Chargers not stopping the run, that also helps me out. Charles? Yeah. So last week, uh, when we were discussing the uh, Titans and Jags, it looks I, like Charles prepared some research here, which I don't <laughs> care for. I don't like no, this just, at all. I, no. Okay. So I just He's looked this up real quick. Stuff. The Chargers' uh, playoff history. Um, they have not made the playoffs since 2018. I don't. No, think we so. know what happened in 2018. We don't yeah. need the reminder. I don't even a hole. I'm, By the way, look at this guy. In said, he says he's a Vikings fan coming in here in a Ravens shirt. You're today. a Vikings a, fan? Yeah, I'm a Vikings yeah. fan. But I are you from Minnesota? Baltimore. Yeah, I'm from oh. Minnesota. Yeah. All right. What are we going to do? Fight him? No, I was <laughs> like, you like her cousins? She's okay. A, mm, yeah. <laughs> a, but um, I don't even think Staley was the coach back in 2018, correct? He was not. Yeah, so he has already shown very uh, questionable judgment calls no. in the regular season. No. So what Name I, one. Yeah, could Name. I trust him in the, in a playoff setting now? Just last week he put himself in a scenario. Yeah, try to get all start. of his players hurt in a game that didn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tying back to last week, I tried to distinguish between could I trust the Jags on a streak or Mike Rabel. Now going into this week, Jags are still on a streak. Can I trust them versus now Brandon Staley? I think I do. I picked the Titans last week. I'm going to pick the Jaguars right. this week. Very good. Very good. What is everybody else doing for this one? Uh, a little bit split. Actually, not too split. Uh, Paul and John Proctor are on the Chargers. Ooh. Everybody else is right. jagging around. Jagging off is what we call mm. it, Griffin. We call it jagging off. 
Sunday at 1 o'clock. This one's on CBS. The Miami Dolphins are going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills are minus 13.5 point favorites. I mean, it's insane for there ever to be a 13.5 point spread in a play. I mean, like, it's, it's bat-ass insane. But you're not going to catch me being the one. You're not going to get me to be the guy that's picking against the Bills. No chance. Buffalo. Uh. Yeah, I mean, a Skyler or whatever his last name Thompson. is. Thompson, is that <laughs> yes, it? Yes, he seems um, like a nice young guy. He's not, he's not going into Buffalo with all the emotion. I'm, I, we don't know what, what they're going to, you know, what's going on. Um, a lot of people are they're speculating pre-game. they're going to try to have DeMar Hamlin right, run out on the field right. before the game. Yeah, I don't know if they have him run out on the field or they have him up in a box or, or something and show him beforehand or I don't know if they ring a bell or anything in Buffalo or anything like that before the game. But I, it's just too much, and, and he's not going in there and, and, and beating the Bills, and I don't care what this line would have been. I, I'm not picking against the Bills this week. Melissa? Yeah, I mean, I would not want to be any team playing the Buffalo Bills right now with everything that they've gone through and obviously, um, again, having that home field advantage in Buffalo, by the way, which is a tough place to play during this time of year. And uh, I think the line went from like 10.5 to th- what it is now, 13. Mm-hmm. Um and especially without Tua, like I mean, what are we even doing, right? They've been one and three without Tua. They too have been cheeks, as yes. the kids like yes. to say. Yes, yes. So I think there's no. And I watched the first game between these two teams too, when it was in Buffalo, and it was like that insane snowstorm, and it was a great game. Yep. Don't get me wrong, but Tua was playing. Mm-hmm. So I think without Tua, kind of was that the... the game when Ken Dorsey lost his mind? Was it that game? No, it that was, like was the, the first. It was like the Sunday night game. game. It was the first game. Yeah, okay, it was a couple right. weeks ago, Sunday night right. game, and it like. Oh, that, it was like the game in night. Miami. That's a great yeah. point. It was yeah. the game in Miami. You're right. So uh, I think Bills, Bills all the way. Here. All right. Yeah, McDermott is ten and two against the Dolphins since he took over in 2017, including six and zero in Buffalo. Average average margin of victory in those games, 15 points. Mm. I gave away the the mm. on live casinos Twitter this morning. Uh, Eleven and three, double digit favorites against the spread since twenty ten. Five and one in wildcard weekend. Bills. I mean, there's nothing. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it, Charles. So he just mentions the great record against the Dolphins. Um, in this season alone, uh, they have a three point win over the Dolphins and a two point win over the Dolphins. And both of those, Tua went seventeen for thirty, two touchdowns, and um, give me a sec, mm-hmm. thirteen of eighteen. 180 yards and a touchdown. Well, that's not all, all yeah. that overwhelming, actually. Exactly. And those were three-point wins and two-point wins. This is a 13-and-a-half-point line. I think I'm going to take the Dolphins Whoa. to cover 13. Whoa. Just okay. off the se- this season alone. Well, are, we sure? think, are we sure that you don't just love pork and beans? Is that? Nah, I, think <laughs> I have to be different. Also, I think Tomlinson can do 180 yards and a touchdown. Mm. All right, this is this is. I really, was in the snowstorm. That was really interesting. Very good. All right, all right, Charles. Uh, he is the lone person on the Dolphins. So everybody, in you want to give us a wolf? You want to give us a howl? You wanna? You wanna? Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. All right, at four thirty. Uh, also on Sunday, the Giants are going to Minnesota, taking on the Vikings, and the Vikings three point favorites. I really wish this was three and a half. Like if it was just three and a half, I would want to bite on the Giants. But I'm not going to. Look, I have no faith in either one of these teams, big picture-wise, but it's three points. It's the Vikings at home against an uninspiring Giants team. Uh, give me the Vikings. So this may be a change for me because I don't remember what I did at, like, whatever time I sent it last night. Um, what what time's the game? It's at 4.30. It's not a primetime game, but it's also not a 1 p.m. Uh, it is, it, right? It really does. It's, it's right. It's, it's, it's just it's just on that line. Uh, we don't know 
Have we gotten any word on Dalvin Cook? Is he is he in for sure? Uh, I think so, but I will double check that right now. I, you know, I, I I've really trusted Minnesota all year, and and I just I I have a tough time tough trusting the Giants, but this feels like a push game for me. No, I agree with that. And, be, and because it feels like a push game, I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take the Giants. Okay. All right. Very good. Is it well, is, is it uh, Burkhart and Olsen on this one, or or is it uh, Joe Davis? Do they have another – how many Fox games? There's two Fox. Weekend? The, the, the I Niners have, I have no idea. I'll double check. I feel like Greg Olsen's going to be on the Kittle game just because. You're very interested in this. Well, I feel what, like what I feel like if it's Joe Davis, I think hey! Kirk Cousins. Oh, my gosh. Look who's here. Look who's here. We'll, we'll speed through. Carson, do you want to be in for picks this week? I mean, I'm probably going to be. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's got to go to ba- he's got to go back to school. Here, here. Hang tight for a second before yeah, you head out to I'm the Guitar Center. All right. Okay. Next, go. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking the Giants. Uh, the, right. I think they're healthy. I like Saquon. Oh, we skipped Melissa. Oh. Way to go, jerk! <laughs> sorry, I got sorry, so Melissa. thrown no, off by the, chi- so the chicken tenders. Really screwed up by with the me, chicken. Right? No, yeah. uh, look. I remember watching. This is, of course, this was like way back earlier in the season when the Ravens were playing the Giants. I just remember, like, what is this offense? Like, when I was like watching film before the game, like, it's so it's just basically like Saquon. I feel like Daniel Jones is like not a good quarterback. Um, but um, and as much as I hate to say it, as of someone who used to cover the Packers, I think the Vikings are going to come um, out and win this one. They have only lost one home game this entire season, and they've won five straight home ooh, against the Giants. So ooh. I think the odds are pretty much in their favor. How about that? All right, very good, Charles. Um, so the announcers for the game are Kevin Burkhart there and Greg go. Olson. Oh. So Joe and Davis and they're on the. It's, it's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> so the minus note. three is very tough for me because I watched them kick a game-winning field goal just earlier this season. That did just happen a couple weeks ago, right? Um, but I'm not. I'm gonna just keep this simple. I have to ride for my team. There you go. Things. There you go. There you go. Next, or who? What did everybody else pick? Yeah, this one a little more split. Uh, Glenn's on the Vikings, so I'm on the Giants. John Proctor on the Giants. Kyle is on the Giants, mm. uh, and then oh, so is Ken. Ken right. is on the Giants as well. So on the Vikings is Glenn and Paul and Andrew Stecco. Oh no! Oh no! They're all the guys that You're are right. bad at this. <laughs> you know what? You know what? For a month, he's been better than all. That's of true. Them. He's been hot. He's been hot lately. Hopefully, that continues. Uh, and then we're gonna skip ahead to Monday night. Cowboys are going to Tampa to take on the 8-9 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa is getting two and a half points at home, so the Cowboys are the favorites. Anybody have a coin? Anybody have a coin? I have, I have no effing idea what might happen in this game. No clue. How do you trust either one of these teams a- at all? Like, the Cowboys the team you wanted to buy into until they... Tell you how to trust them. Steaming pile. Right. Like, steaming pile they left on the field in Washington last week when they were trying because they didn't know if the NFC East was still up for grabs. But the Buccaneers stink. (laughs) They stink. What what do I do with this? The fact that the below 500 team is in the playoffs, like, I think that's, like, so wrong. And they get a home game. You want to let them in the playoffs, it's fine. I'm going to say this forever. Same thing about the Jaguars, who didn't finish below 500, but they're 9-8. They shouldn't have a home game. You should not be guaranteed a home game just for winning your stupid division because you were able to beat the Texans and Colts. That should not guarantee you a home playoff game. All this being said, two and a half is the number? Two and a half is the number. That helps me in no way whatsoever, (laughs) right? That really does nothing for me. Uh, I'm going to say Tom Brady. I'm just going to say the this, this stupid Buccaneers. I don't know why. It makes no sense, but I'm going to say Tom Brady. That's my pick. 
I think Tom Brady retires at halftime and Dallas wins. <sighs> okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> Melissa. Why not? <laughs> this is a very difficult game to pick. I know. Well, here's the thing. I'm like looking at people that like like Tom Brady, thirty five and twelve in the playoffs in his career. Pretty good. Not, Not bad. bad. Uh, Mike McCarthy, who I don't have a lot of faith in as a head coach. No offense. Uh, ten. And I'm nine, very offended. Ten nine. I'm just saying for the for the people out there, they're Mike yeah. McCarthy fans. Ten and nine in the playoffs. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers in this one too. I feel like you can like when you come to like those kinds of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? There's a reason why they are who they are, and they are, can handle these situations, especially with their experience under pressure, all that. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks too. All right, all right, good pick. Uh, teams that are 500 or worse, like the Buccaneers, are eight and three against the spread since 2005. Oh wow! Um, Did you get the sauce, Carson? It's in the box. Oh okay. All right. I was like, <laughs> my teams God. Should be in the- it better be in the box. Teams with a losing record. This is the only thing that matters. sauce in the box. Teams with a losing record, 3-1 ATS uh, in that span. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, 7-0 against the Cowboys in his career. Okay. Since 2019 as an underdog, he is 4-0 straight up and against the spread. Oh, my. Uh, in the playoffs. I feel much better. Thank you for, making, for reinforcing my selection. He's still Tom Brady. Eh. I'm never going to count him out because he's you know ruined my life. Um so wow! So the Bucks God. taking the Bucks and the points. I believe he's been playing for longer than you've been alive. I know. Yeah. Oh my God, that's time. right. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I believe his career started before you were born, Charles. Started after I was born. Right. Before maybe, maybe allegedly. Pretty sure before I was born. Definitely um, before Charles was yeah. born. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that either. Um. So this game really makes me think of being a Vikings fan. The year we had Brett Favre went to the playoffs. We hosted the Cowboys. And absolutely blast. By the way, can I? We? Which yeah. part of the? <laughs> okay. he's, he's on the team. Is he a we? Well, yeah. Is it we team. guy? Okay, fine. Oh, yeah, right. That's fine. Sure. I give my mom crap for that too. It's a we. Okay. Thing. Yeah. This that gives me very similar vibes to this game, and like uh, Griffin said, seven and zero against uh, Dallas. I think Dallas is going to do the usual. Dak's going to keep throwing picks. Uh, Mike McCarthy is going to have questionable play calling and, and, and decisions, then, and then he's going to get fired, and Sean Payton's going to go there next year. Ooh. Yeah, this, the season ends with them having huge questions at quarterback. And uh, coach. Uh, I don't. I think they're kind of locked in on quarterback, unfortunately. Yeah, con- I don't think there's anything they can do about that. Contractually, but yeah. they'll still be asking questions. All right, very good. What is everybody else doing? Uh, Melissa, you said Bucks, right? Yes. Okay, but she's on the Bucks. Um, in the pick'em, so John is on the Cowboys, and then Ken is on the Cowboys. Everybody mm. else, Buccaneers. All right, yes. all right, and finally, finally, it is the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night. I'm just gonna go ahead and try one of these. Like Bengals. while we do this, I just wanted to try. Have I, you, Glenn, have you never had them? I have never. I've had never had it either. The raisin canes. Me no, no, no. We're, oh, we're not, we're not oh, giving sorry, away sorry, free sorry, advertising. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's right there? The chicken okay. tender story. Okay. Yes, yes, yes Carson. Have you, have you never sure had a chicken crispy. tender? Okay, I've never had. Okay. I've never had one from the chicken tender store. So I'm gonna try it right okay. now with the chicken tender sauce. With the with the sauce and. What's called caniac sauce? Is that what it's called? We're not supposed to mention the name. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm talking oh about the Carolina God, Hurricanes. God, you obviously. all are terrible. <laughs> the sauce is delicious. I'm talking delicious. about delicious. The sauce is outstanding. I'm talking about hurricane. It's not. It's not going to go above. I want to make it very clear. I'm not double dipping. I'm going to the other side no, of the chicken fine. tender. I'm not. I'm not. All right. A germ crazy person. Okay. All right. I want like a small one. Life changing, right? No. It is. <laughs> it's not life changing. Now. Yes, it is. Now, the that sauce said, is. The sauce. That's it. It's good. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. The sauce is a ten and a half. It's ten and a half. It's outstanding. The chicken tender, for the most part, is a chicken tender. No, I think the chicken's good. It's good, but it's not 
it doesn't strike me in some sort. It's not like they did something impossible with the breading that like makes it the most delicious chicken tender I've ever had. How long do you have to wait? An hour? Um, hour and fifteen. Hour and fifteen. Now I get it. Today was the day it opened, so it won't be like that every day. I understand. Well, it might. No. It might be. No, people, people get crazy about it. It's their not worth it. You can, pass, pass, you can pass it over to the boys. Let them. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Hold on. Oh, you're about to. No, you, you, you do what you do. What you need. All right. All right. Anyway. The Bengals minus eight and a half. The oh, Bengals. The no, Bengals. Um. Bengals. It seems obvious to take the Bengals given what the Ravens are going through, but eight and a half is just enough for me to bite. It's just enough for me to say. There is a path for the Ravens to play defense and run the ball and make this interesting. Will I end up regretting it? Probably. But eight and a half is a big number for when you remember that the Ravens have had some success against Joe Burrow defensively. So eight and a half is enough for me to bite, and I'll take the Ravens. I almost agree with you, but I don't. I get it. I don't know who's I don't know who's playing quarterback. Um you know, I, 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 the Ravens had the only chance they have is they have to make this into just a backyard brawl and somehow get a pass rush. And I, and not, I and not just a rush; they have to get them on the ground. No, which they have they not. have to get them on the ground. They have to get them on the ground. They have to get them on the ground more than one time. They have to they have to hit them multiple times. They have to make this. You know, if I, if Melissa, everything that. Are you a convert to the? You seem. You seem. Are you? Are you all in? I mean, it's pretty good. I'm not. I like Zaxby's a lot, which I know you hate. We don't give anybody free advertising. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. And then there's the other place of chicken. Yes, we can give been, them free advertising. No, 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 we no, can no, give no, them free no, advertising. No, no, we no, can give it to them. It's, the, it's not the place that you're oh, thinking about. I oh. haven't mentioned them so far today. Oh, okay. But that they is. have. Yeah, I love. I mean, spicy tenders there. Like, sign me up. I mean, I get it. Nobody's nobody's gonna hate. If on they me. had spicy tenders, I might be more of a okay. All right, stand. All right. But this is pretty. All I mean, it's pretty good. It's you guys bad. had had the chicken tenders before, both of you. Yeah. Car- well, yeah, Carson's at Ole Miss. What about you, Charles? Did oh, you, you go to Ole Miss? Did you, oh, wow. had you had you you tried the? Chi- yeah, I've had them before. Oh, uh, right. I'm from well, Virginia. You guys aren't so nearly. I got a couple places out there. You guys aren't nearly as excited about this as. You want to hear a fun fact? Yes, a fun. I've been to the original Raisin Canes in Baton Rouge. We're not. Doing free advertising. I've been to the original uh, one. God. Uh, uh, all right. Anyway, there you go. It's over now. You might as well might as well just do it. Stop it's been it. said like seven Stop times. It. All right. So you're going like three things you're, of sauce. You're going thing. with the Bengals, Ken. That's the ultimate. I guess I had a lot more to say, but I'm, I'm going. With the we gotta go. We got David Chow coming up. We gotta go. Melissa. Uh, Ravens, give me a pick six. All right. Uh, Joe Burrow, 19-4 ATS in his last 23 starts. Mm. 92% of the money at Ben MGM is on the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, look at you. Y'all, some purple wearing. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Oh! They, have a, oh! they have a similar line to the Seattle-San Fran game, and I trust them more than uh, Seattle does All against right. the two respective right, Very good. What about everybody else? Where are we? Two persons on the Bengals. Kyle. And Ken. Ooh. Oh, that means we have Steck wow. on. No, yeah, we do have Steck on no, the No, 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 That's not good. All right, KZ, love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll figure it out. I'm not around next week, but we'll figure out how we're doing picks. And then two weeks, yeah, from, we'll now, we'll, two weeks yeah. from now, we'll, we'll party. We'll party with some pork and beans. Thanks, pal. We'll talk to you then. Okay. That's talk Ken to you Dallas I got to get a break in before we talk to Dr. Chow. Got to do that. Do- Dr. David Chow will join us next. We'll talk about Lamar. Melissa Kim is here from BAL. And we got some chicken tenders. We're very excited about that. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. 
Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today that first sip that first bite Mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets start at over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. Melissa Kim from BAL is with us this morning. You can cash in on the Ravens-Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers, sign up, and bet $20 with Caesars Sportsbook and automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20 and get another $100 to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now to start winning. So... A few weeks back, we had our next guest on the show, and we talked about the varying timelines that could exist for Lamar Jackson. But I don't think any of us believed that we would get through the wild card round of the playoffs and not see Lamar Jackson on the field. So what's going on? Obviously, he doesn't know exactly, but he is far more educated than we are. He is our friend, Dr. David Chow, Sports Injury Central, SIC Score. 
at Pro Football Doc, and he is back with us now here on GCR. Dr. Chow, it's Glenn. Melissa is here with me. Thank you so much, as always, taking the time for us. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was on before, I said this is a multi-week injury yeah. for Lamar Jackson. That he would, he would be lucky to return by the end of December. And I heard whispers about contract, is this related to the contract in December from other beat reporters, some who called me, I'm not going to say who. And I said, no, I'm backing Lamar. This is, he's a mobile quarterback. He needs to be explosive. And if he's a step slow, he can't do it. I'm fully, it doesn't at all surprise me that he's going to miss week 16 and 17. Maybe it was a slightly higher grade. I also expected Lamar to miss week 18, and as proven by Mark Andrews resting, J.K. Dobbins resting, Tyler Hudley even resting. The Ravens were clearly tooling for the wild card round, but I fully expected Lamar to play in the wild card round, and now it looks like it's not happening with the DMP. So my opinion now has to shift. Okay, so from a medical standpoint, you don't think at this point that it's likely that this is still that he couldn't be playing football? Okay, I don't know Lamar Jackson. I I am from afar as a former head team physician trying to analyze video and look at comments and reports and synthesize injury analysis. What we do, of course, at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, is injury analysis, not injury reporting. Right. And that's a big difference, right? Injury reporting is what the team officially says, and then you replay it. We do injury analysis, which is why every week this December when Coach Harbaugh would say, well, we'll see if a chance or something like that, um, nothing uh, that we said Lamar's continuing. Yeah, and that was the same thing last year with the ankle bone last December. So we do injury analysis. And with that analysis, the video of his PCL was grade one or two, which meant a multi-week absence and gave us assurance that certainly by six weeks, which is six weeks would be this wild card weekend, that Lamar Jackson, in theory, could play. Now, at our site, his sixth score is not 100. We are not saying he has to be or should be 100% healthy. Because of the style of play and how explosive he is, we're not saying he will be effective running or explosive. So his sixth score is only at 74. But we fully expected him to try to play at less than 100% because we all know the Ravens need him if they, they want to have a chance to move on to the next round. If he were an immobile quarterback, I believe he would be playing already. I'm not saying that he's making the wrong decision, and, and I'm not saying he's faking injury. He has a real injury. I'm saying he's now fair to question because it seems clear that he has not practiced and he's now very unlikely to play, that it's fair to question how much of this is related to not having a long-term contract? I'm not saying it 100% is. I am not source reporting this. I am purely looking at it from the outside saying, I can see how a player 
says my knee's not 100%. I don't have a long-term deal. Why should I push myself? Or perhaps, why should I play and not look that good and then hurt my own negotiations in terms of what's happening? I don't know what's inside Lamar's brain. I'm not pretending to know. I'm just saying what I said all along with, I think he is returning to play for the wild card. And if he does not, I would flip to saying that there may be more to it. And the more to it is either the contract or Jordan Schultz just reported extreme swelling in his knee. Very limited. If extreme swelling is true and he's very limited, maybe it's not at all related to the contract, but there is a whole set of other problems. The only way you're extremely limited and extremely swollen still is maybe if there is was a grade three severe PCL tear, perhaps additional cartilage damage, which then opens up the door to the possibility of needing surgery. Most PCLs do not. If you look at other PCLs around the league, let's compare it to a quarterback last season, Zach Wilson. Not exactly the same mobility as Lamar Jackson, but he does run. He returned to play in four weeks from his PCL as a rookie. Now, he didn't run much his first two games back. I'll give you that, okay? So he wasn't 100%, but yet he returned to play in a regular season game. Dalton Schultz tied in for the Cowboys this season, early season, had a PCL, filed. And by the way, I'm not saying all PCLs are the same, mm-hmm. but Dalton Schultz with the PCL mild missed one week, returned the next week, re-aggravated it, missed another week, and returned the week after that. Once again, well under the six-week timeline. And once again, I'm not saying he was 100%. Ezekiel Elliott last year indicated after the season that he played through a PCL. Maybe his was very mild, and he said it affected him for a majority of the season because he kept trying to play. I am not saying there's a fake injury here. I'm not saying that there's shenanigans on It's purely I'm being uh, difficult here and trying to leverage. But you can see how, if he's not 100%, it might bite into it. Or if there really is extreme swelling, there's a different set of worries to be uh, concerned about here. Dr. Chow, I'm really glad you said all that because actually, so I'm with the team pretty much every single day. And Coach Harbaugh said on Friday that kind of a little bit of what you said, that, you know, different people respond to injuries differently. And when they come back, do you think that that is obviously a fair argument? You said that a little bit, too. Just to explain to people that there isn't a time, like, you know, there isn't like a set timeline, like you said, it's three weeks for this injury, three weeks for this injury, and whatnot. Just, it just always depends on the person. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say, and I hope your listeners are listening to the whole context of what I said, mm-hmm. and I hope it's not just a soundbite. Because a soundbite perspective, you could certainly create a situation where it looked like I was super critical of Lamar. Right. I am not super critical of Lamar. Yes, I don't know the degree. Maybe this is a higher degree injury, and maybe there is still swelling. But if there's extreme swelling, you've got a different worry uh, right now. But and, and look, you cannot compare Lamar to Zach Wilson. Right. Zach Wilson is a mobile quarterback. Lamar Jackson is an explosive runner. 
And I also said fairly that Ezekiel Elliott said the PCL bothered him all season. And I'm not saying Lamar Jackson is faking injury, ready to go, and dogging it. I'm saying that I thought he would give it a try. He had a contract, he might give it a try. He might not do very well, but he would give it a try to play and do what he could. And if he cannot possibly give it a try, you have to have bigger worries. That's the full context. I agree with Coach Harbaugh. Everyone's a little bit different. And, you know, you know Coach Harbaugh way better than I do. I just see his comments. I don't know John at all. I know his brother Jim pretty well, but I can't impugn that on John at all in terms of style. And, you know, Coach Harbaugh has a unique way of talking, and, uh, you know, you can interpret it as, as well as I can. Dr. David Chow, former Chargers team doctor, of course, at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. He's with us here on GCR. Doctor, there is a sentiment that will be uh, you know, shared by some. Well, even if there's still swelling, even if you're going through this, you just put a brace on, take a shot, and and go do it. When you hear something like that, can you explain to me like what that shot really is doing, Like whether or not that even makes sense if we're talking about, as you pointed out, was reported by Jordan Schultz, extreme swelling potentially? Well... If he had extreme swelling, I'm sure during this five-plus-week time period, six weeks come game time, his knee would have been drained. It helps the healing. There's the potential of PRP or cortisone injections. Uh, as an NFL head team physician, there are times I have drained someone's knee pregame to allow them to play. However, you don't want to numb the knees because you can do more damage and not know it. Yes, maybe a brace. And obviously a brace on an explosive runner is not good, mm-hmm. right? And uh, maybe, the, you know, you can make the argument that it's better for the team not to have a gimpy Lamar Jackson, but that's a different argument. I mean, right now we're still talking DMTs as the last look. So, yes, there are some things that you can do, but to be fair to Lamar, Anything you do doesn't make him an explosive runner like he is. And the other thing that I would say to defend Lamar, I'll give you an example, and I suppose I need a clearance before I say the name. We had a running back once who, through any upper extremity injury, would play through anything. And uh, I'm not making Lamar a running back, but he was an explosive runner, this running back. But when it came to his knees, he called them the moneymakers, and he was very cautious, and I could understand why. Maybe there's a part of that with Lamar in terms of, you know, listen, maybe if you really talk to him, it really has nothing to do with the contract and the lack of security long term. But I just think it's fair to ask the question at this point, a question that I said was unfair to ask just last week. Let me, let me follow that up really quickly. Because people say, hey, it would be insane for Lamar to go out there and risk further injuring his knee. And I think a lot of people would point out to, say, RG3 and the injuries that he went through and how hell-bent he was about trying to get back quickly. It, is that reality? Like, if he went out, you know, he was still dealing with swelling and tried to push through with a brace and tried to push through, would he be at any greater risk of further injury than he would be, you know, if this had never happened to begin with? Well, if he plays this weekend, he's at greater risk for significant injury to his healthy right knee than, his, than if he didn't play. 
So you can't say zero on the left knee, okay? So that's fair. Is it one of those things where there is super high impending risk that he's going to turn it into something worse? Uh, typically, no, but it's very hard to play through if you have extreme swelling. You won't be functional at all when you talk to draining it. Now, that's a fair argument from some fans to say, why do it, don't risk it? But doesn't that very of itself play into the lack of a long-term contract? Dr. Chow, so let's say in this situation, Lamar likely not going to play this weekend. We're looking at Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown right now. Tyler Huntley did not throw it all in practice yesterday, did not throw it all last week, and obviously we know Anthony Brown started uh, with the Week 18 game against the Bengals. He says, uh, the team says he has tendonitis in his throwing shoulder and his wrist. What are we looking at here in terms of Huntley potentially playing on Sunday as opposed to Anthony Brown? How much does tendonitis affect a quarterback in this situation? Well, the report of tendonitis fits because as we looked at video, we didn't see any significant traumatic injury. And so it's sort of an overuse and soreness thing. Mm -hmm. So one can only hope for the Ravens' sake that this is an overuse thing and they're resting him, resting him in preparation for him to try and play. They've obviously made the calculation that either, I hope their calculation is, we're better off resting Tyler some and at limiting his work this week because it saves him better for the weekend. Uh, and I hope it's not, uh-oh, he really can't play this weekend and we don't have a choice. I hope it's performance. I hope so, too, for what it's yeah. worth. <laughs> that makes two of us. Uh, Doc, what can we plug for you? I know you're doing about just about everything, including performing surgeries still to this day. Like, what in the world? I, how many things can we plug for you, my friends? Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I am doing surgery, and, and, but we have a team of people. I'm not technically the only pro football doc. We have a team of doctors. We do NBA. We do Major League Baseball. We commented heavily on, on Carlos Correa and uh, his situation, Steph Curry and his return. And we even have video uh, now today on DeMar Hamlin. We finally have addressed the question of could he return to play football now that he's out of the hospital. So we do a lot of different things. And besides being useful for fantasy and the six scores and, and for those of you in legal wagering states, that may be a, a plus. But the, the take-home message is we're really the only place that does injury analysis, not injury reporting. And we read between the lines uh, with what we use our uh, pro sports team uh, uh, experience to try and translate for fans. Uh, again, as he mentioned, six score, SICscore.com is the website for you to check it out. At ProFootballDoc on Twitter is how you follow him. Doc, always appreciate it. I hope that we're not having to do any more of these uh, in the next uh, few months about Lamar Jackson well, no, specifically. I, 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 well, I'll agree with you. I hope we don't have to do any more of these about Lamar Jackson and, you know, what it might mean. But perhaps we could hope that we do it again this season because that will mean that the would Ravens. That would mean the Ravens. That's a great yes. point. Great point. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you as always. All right. All right. Thank you. That's Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter with, you know, I, I thought it was measured what he was saying. Yeah, I thought it was. You know what I really appreciate about what he said is he gave all perspectives, right? right. Like if it's this situation, this is what I think happened. If it was if this injury was further along, then 
we thought you know what i mean i think that that perspective is so important from someone like him because you know as we've all seen on you know in the peanut gallery and the twitterverse and all that like people can make so many assumptions and say like oh about the contract oh about whatever and i think that 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 perspective is so so important melissa to your point we talked earlier i don't believe for a second that this is a holdout right but then the the question becomes more defined right? right like is there a world in which he could force himself to try to get on the field right. and risk whatever he's risking and not not be at all Lamar Jackson but would say I I don't why would I be doing that right now like right. what in what world does that make sense I think that that perspective was so important from him because right do you want to go out there and risk it and not be 100% or do you want to be able to be 100% to prove like hey I am worth x amount of dollars Correct Correct. That's that is where I feel. And look, I don't know. None of us know. We keep saying this. We don't right. know. We're just trying to get as much information as we possibly can about what's going on. Uh, hey, the NFL has announced Atlanta will be the host site for a potential Buffalo, Kansas City AFC championship game. So if it's the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC championship game, they will play that game in Atlanta. So all of you that were rooting for it to be in Lambo or somewhere miserable and outside and cold, you're going to be disappointed. They would play that game in a dome uh, in Atlanta instead. Um, okay, we got a couple things we still need to do before we get out of here today. By the way, today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. If you're thinking about a career change, they are hiring cadets at $30,000, over $30,000, and then entry-level officers over $60,000, lateral officers over $64,000, with a $10,000 signing bonus available for lateral officers or entry-level officers. It was very awkward, me. It was very clumsy, me trying to say all of that. I don't know what's going on. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. A lot of words, no doubt. Great benefits available as well. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410 887 5542. You must be a United States citizen, have a high school diploma or GED equivalent, and possess a valid driver's license. Uh, Charles is going to tease a new segment that he's going to be doing for us. Plus, we're going to get a tidbit, and we're going to get tubular before we wrap things up. And then you're going to hear segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Kyle Hamilton. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution, and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today 
Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat-around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. If you missed it, stay in the fan. Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with former MLB pitcher Jim Gott, who, of course, famously, his first career win was the same day as Game 1 of Cal Ripken's 26-32 streak, which is a really neat story. And uh, you can find that right now by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash video or YouTube.com slash PressBoxSports. Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, catching up with Jim Gott. Melissa Kim has been with us all morning. So, Melissa, I want you to give our friend Charles some advice here. Charles is an aspiring young broadcaster. And so Carson's been doing uh, Young Utes. That's been the segment we've been doing Carson for the last little while. And I presented it because Carson's going to be going back to school here in a couple weeks. I said to Charles, hey, you, you can take over. You can do that if you'd like. And the segment essentially is just telling me what's going on with young people because I'm Oh, very, I love this. Right. It's a good idea. Now, oh, this is brilliant. Now, no. Charles oh. decided he wanted to go a different way. He said, I'd like to do something else. I like I'm, that. I'm a big fight fan. That's my thing. So fight, I said- like UFC fight? Right. Like UFC like and- boxing? Oh, we need- Yep. Yeah, yeah, hello? Yeah. So, oh, I don't oh. like that at all. That that's a, it sounds like the core didn't solve all of our problems. <laughs> Go ahead, try it again. Let me see what happens. No, 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 no. Okay, we'll figure that out after the show. That'll be an after the show issue. Yes. Wimpy headed right back to Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the case. All right, go ahead. But yes, uh, UFC, boxing, uh, really uh, into mi- mixed martial arts. My favorite fighters cool. in Bellator right now. So oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh. So uh, he said, what if I did like news from the world of fighting? And we did a segment about it. I said, Absolutely. So he's going to do a segment moving forward once a week called Fighting Words is going to be the segment. And what I want is like three different big stories from the week between boxing, UFC, whatever it is, and the fight community. Give me three big stories each week that are worthy of talking about. Now, this is tough because it's kind of niche 
And I might not have anything to offer because there are literally going to be times where I've never heard of these people, right, that are involved but with this. But that's why he's here. That's Sometimes you need to be informative. Sometimes you need to be – that's the idea. So we're going to tease it this week. He's going to give us one example of a story that he would include in fighting words. Then I want you to give him some suggestions as a broadcaster, as a very accomplished, highly successful broadcaster, and we're going to go from there. Okay. All right? And then I want you to grade him. That's important. And be honest, okay? okay. If Please he sucks, be honest. I want you I to tell him. Okay. I appreciate all the want, And I want okay. you to say it this way. This sucks. Con- okay. Consider a different life path. All right? That's what I want that. you to do. No, I would like you if you did that. Okay. Okay. All right, so here we are. This is uh, Fighting Words, and we're going to recap the previous week this time with Javante Davis. Obviously just uh, came off a knockout win against Hector Garcia, and him in Premier Boxing broke an all-time gate for Capital One Arena, uh, getting five over $5 million debt. $5 million in ticket ticket revenue this past Saturday. Um, obviously, this provides good momentum for Tank uh, and his camp going into Las Vegas come April against Ryan Garcia. Big catchweight uh, bout uh, at 136 pounds. Um, given that he's sold out at a quasi-local outing, being in Washington, D.C., not quite Baltimore, uh, combined with uh, Hector Garcia basically saying, I couldn't see after the shot. He had to forfeit the, the match in the ninth round. Um, it would seem that Tank would be seemingly at the top of the pound-for-pound rankings. Um, but, however, speculation has grown since his departure from Mayweather Promotions in November. Uh, previous talk of the Mayweather protection, uh, kind of the same thing that happened with uh, Mayweather, not giving him kind of the talent that uh, merited a top pound-for-pound ranking until he finally became 50-0. and 0. Um, All this uh, kind of started questions with other boxers in the lightweight division, particularly Devin Haney, Lobancheco, Cambosos, Tiafimo, and Haney, in fact, commented on Tank's previous fight, mentioning that he did have a sparring session with Hector Garcia, and he basically said Garcia was a tune-up and uh, that he sparred him, and there was really nothing there. Um, and Garcia, um, not Garcia, Tank responded by um, mentioning that uh, you'll see with this fight coming up, um, and obviously knocked him out in the ninth round. So going into the question, do we think Mayweather promotion was holding Tank back from stiffer competition? And does this now fight with Ryan Garcia show that he's trying to fight those big stars within boxing? Okay. All right. Now, Melissa, I'm going to let you go first. What did you think of the second? What did you think of it? No, I think that's good. I think you gave us a lot of information. I think that's really good. You ended with a question, which I really like because you're kind of letting the audience decide for themselves what do you think happened. Um, I do like the context that you gave because – you know, like we said, this is not a world that everybody is familiar with. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's co- becoming more mainstream. I think people are becoming more interested. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was good. But also, here's some feedback, whatever. Um, this is the part where she says, you yeah. suck no, and I would consider never say a different that. career path. I would never say Slow down. That I have a problem with that, too. I'm a naturally fast talker. I think a lot of us in this business are oh, naturally yes. fast talkers. And this is something that I still work on sometimes as well. When you're talking and you're trying to make a point, you know, like with the inflection in your voice goes up because that makes me think like, oh, does he actually know what he's talking about or not? Make sure you're the inflection in your voice. This is a statement like be like the sky is blue. But like, you know what I mean? I think that that would be my only piece of advice. But keep on doing more of them. All right. I two two yeah, things that jumped it. out at me because I think that's really good advice, first of all. So I would go a second way. It comes off robotic sometimes, right? Like it comes off instead of you, you're not, you're talking to me, not talking with me. We do our show a little bit different than other shows. Like sometimes, probably at WBAL, you have to talk to somebody. You're informing them. I want you to talk with me. That's important. Carson will tell you right off the bat, you're going to get interrupted about a hundred times when you do these segments. Like you are, I'm going to interrupt you constantly. 
all my train of thought is going to go to about a billion different places. You're going to start telling me about Javante Davis, and suddenly I'm going to end up talking about a time when I was in college and I went partying with uh, some guy named Squee, right? Like, we're just going to go into what wow, that was a Brett Kavanaugh reference, yes, by the way. Like, that's where that came from, Squee. Um, that, that's going to happen. Like, that's the way it's going to go because that's the way that I operate. So you got to be prepared to just go with it and then come right back. What I was worried about, and the reason why I didn't do it this week, is because I could hear how nervous you were. You're in your voice. I could hear the breaths. I could that's hear it. Right. Down, yeah. See, that's so, why I like the first couple shows. I wasn't so close to the mic because I was like, I don't want people to hear me breathing. In the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that is an issue, right? Like I could hear that. There's no need to be nervous. There is no, oh, no. need to be nervous. I already got this I, one out the way. Don't exactly. don't over now. don't, don't even. And, and normally people tell you things like try to give you just just. None of it works. Like the imagine everybody's in the, it's, yeah. It's don't like, do that. Stop. Just the more that you do it, the better. The correct more comfortable correct. you become. So that's conversational. Mm-hmm. Conversational. Look at me. You're informing me, but you understand that I'm going to have questions, or I'm going to have things that I want to add, or some sort of relevance to it. Um, always remember, especially with subject this niche or niche. What did I say? Niche, 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 this niche. Yeah, right. I get my niches down in Georgia. And remember that a subject this niche, I'm just going to go with it moving forward, yeah, I think. Um, I, the average person has no idea who you're talking about. Now, Gervonta, everybody knows, right? Like, especially around here, everybody knows. But nobody knows who, outside of boxing fans, Ryan Garcia, despite this is the big, like, showcase fight that everybody's talking about, the average person has no effing clue who Ryan Garcia is. Why do we care? Why is this a big fight? Like, why does this one matter more than the other one does? So you got to keep in mind, both both quickly and perfunctly, you have to explain to me why I care or why I should care when you do so, something like this and you're talking about fighters. Because, again, the overwhelming majority of average people have no idea who these fighters are. Other than that, the information's good. I agree with Melissa. Love the idea of throwing in a question at the end to try to make it conversational. That's a good thing. I'm going to always make it conversational anyway because that's just the way that I operate. But I like the idea. I think you're on to something. You're going to be ready to do all three when we come back in two weeks? Yeah, definitely could work all on right. it. Yeah. All right. Charles, Fighting Words. Still got to come up with a nickname before then. But Fighting Words would be a new uh, segment each week on the show. And so we will dive into the, uh, the world of uh, all different fights. Fights coming up that weekend, the previous weekend. Uh, news from the fight world that week, things like that. So, so do you think Mayweather Promotions was holding Tank Tank back? Listen to Griffin mm-hmm. trying to listen to him. Um. Well, I don't think I think they were, but that's kind of the game. The game of boxing. That's what they now. do. Yeah, yeah right. They, they want they you to do. stockpile wins, look time. like yeah. a star, because yeah. that number matters. Like mm-hmm. it, not, it matters when somebody sees thirty and zero next to your name. Like it doesn't matter who you fought. That seems relevant. Mm-hmm. And I noticed with this uh, next fight coming up, they're doing something a little different where Showtime and DAZN will be kind of competing for revenue share and pay-per-view buys. How about that? Um, And I also had a question uh, like kind of could we see the promotions in the future uh, competing like this as well? No effing idea. No clue. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. Let's kind of wait know. and see with this one yeah. in April. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're at. All right, good job, man. Well done. So just a natural progression for Tank. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Enough. We got to move on. We got to move on. We got to do other things. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Charles. Those are fighting words. Fighting words are going to be brought to you by... Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, which is always the best place to watch all of the fights. Any UFC card, any major boxing card, they show it in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. You can be there, not have to pay a penny in order to watch the fights and win money betting on them. That's the way to go. Melissa, do you remember like the first the first on-air thing you ever did anywhere? Do you uh, remember what yes. it was? Uh, Maine Hockey. 
main, main hockey. hockey. Okay. Yeah. Were you doing play by play? No, I was doing. I was like doing interviews and like packages and stuff. Okay. And stuff like that. Yeah. Got it. Did you? Were you a hockey fan at that point? Did you? Um, I watched like a lot of college hockey. Okay, so you so you were comfortable with like covering hockey you weren't just like thrown in and you were like uh, oh my god what's happening yeah no right. i mean uh if i can give one more piece of advice to the masses that want to do this always walk in prepared never be oh unprepared for anything i cannot stress the importance of this even if you don't know the team or anything like that like at least know the basic rules of the sport. i was i was asked once if i wanted to do a track and field event and it was a well a good paying job and i said i'm being i, I don't know track actually this is straight here's a straight shoot DC United, the first time they tried to hire me to do play-by-play, I was like, I'm being as honest. I have not watched your team all season. I haven't seen a game. Like, I'm not telling you I wouldn't do it, but I'm just, I want to be upfront with you. I think you could get somebody that's a little bit more connected. And the guy was like, no, but we want to hire you. <laughs> that's good. And I said, cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. I have a lot of studying to do over the course of the next few days. A lot of studying. And I spent legitimately every hour of every day studying for the next three days before I did my first DC United game when I did that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of my first off-air gigs, I was a researcher and, like, writer for the Olympics for NBC, and they gave us, like, this gigantic folder of, like, here are all the sports that you need to know. Like, so do you, else, like, know the rules to, like... Like, race walking and stuff like that? Like, yeah, I could tell no. you. Yeah, I swear to God. What are the rules for so race walking? So, race walking, you have to make sure one part of your foot is always touching the ground. So, like, you know, when you're, like, going up like that, your toe is coming up on one foot, your heel has to be touching your the ground on the other Man. before this is always I know the most of, i know the most this is one of the biggest questions i've ever had in my life about was, race walking why how is it just not why wouldn't you just start running like because yeah, why one part of your you, foot it's it's wild just like the rules and like the nuances of like every single sport in the summer olympics i still have questions Crazy. about it i still have questions about why it's a sport though i still have questions <laughs> by the way I, to a straight shoot i still do field hockey games sometimes and i don't know there's a whistle i'm like something happened i just say <laughs> A whistle on the field. That's literally what I say. But you're observing what's happening. Yeah, that's where. But yeah, I'm be at. prepared. That I cannot stress that enough. That will kind of. And make you were clearly people. quite prepared for that, Charles. I would almost say that you border on the line of being too prepared because you can't. If I derail you, if I go a different direction, you got to be willing to get be ready to go with that. You can't be a slave to what you've Better to be over prepared right. than underprepared. All right. Good? You good with it? You comfortable? All sounds good. Thank you, All right. guys. Thank you, Charles. Well yeah. done, my friend. Well done. All right. He was very nervous. He was very nervous. That's okay, though. You're always nervous. It was what because, I think it was because you were here, Me? too. Oh, you're right. Like, you're a professional. I'm just a dope. <laughs> lies. <laughs> like, All these lies. That's the way that it goes. Let's get a tidbit. Griffin's got a tidbit for today. It's brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now. It is our 2022 best of issue on the cover. Our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, Adley Rutschman. You can find that right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Uh, I have to apologize for something yesterday. Got a lot of feedback about it. I am. I have to apologize. Josh Dobbs suffers from alopecia. I'm very sorry, and did I did you not, not know this. I did not Char- know so that. So Charlie Villanueva back in I, the day. I found that out. I got a couple of messages about that. I did not know that. I am extraordinarily sorry. I don't. Even I got know that wrong said. yesterday. Well, I said he wasn't a good-looking man because as I was watching the game, I noticed that, and I had no idea, and now I feel like an a-hole. I'm very sorry. If I had known, I would have never said that out loud. I feel very, very bad about doing that. So. 
sorry. sorry. I'm sure he's listening today because yeah. he yes. doesn't have a football game to get ready right. for. I'm Not sure he's been troubled for the last 24 hours. And by the way, again, he's a rocket scientist. He's remarkable. I'm very, very sorry. I guess I should apologize too since I was here and I didn't. Yeah, you, you know, should have. Exactly anything. right. I, Stepped in. Did you know? No, I didn't know. All right. Now, if you had known and you just let me, you have, I'm going to fight you. Yeah, the fighting words next week is going to be about what I did to you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Jamal Williams, uh, he set the new Lions rushing touchdown record he did. on hey, Sunday night. Yes, he passed. Oh, you were around it with the Packers? Yeah, I was yeah. there for his first. His, I just remember his first like game. I think we were in Chicago or something like that. Uh, and one of the other older reporters, she was like, um, his Twitter handle is J Swag Daddy. Melissa, can we say this on air? Like, what is a Swag Daddy? And I was like, I think it's just his thing. Yeah, like, I think you, know, you can go with that. Yeah. I don't think that in my knowledge, yeah. I don't think. Oh, boy, I better start Seriously. thinking about these things. Uh, he passed Barry Sanders uh, and got me thinking about the most rushing touchdowns in a season. So I wanted to do uh, see if you could give me the top 13 guys since 1995. There's So two guys are up the most this. rushing touchdowns in a season. Top mm-hmm. 13? Yes. So two guys are on there twice, so I'm looking for 11 names here. You guys, you guys can just throw out answers, too, by the way, from over there in the peanut gallery. You can just yell them. Because Wait, hold on. Top rushing yards in a season? Top rushing uh, touchdowns. 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 Oh. Uh, Jamal Lewis. Uh, Jamal Lewis is not really? in the top 13 Marshall here. Uh, yes, Marshall Falk is in there. So anybody, hang on. Is it Carson say Marshall, Marshall Falk? He is on is there. Is there any, is there, are there same names or is it 13 different names? There are, are someone, there 11 different name. names. Two guys Thank are you. twice. Thank yes. you. So he so said 11. Marshall Falk and he said Amon Green. Amon Green not on there. All right. How about um, LaDainian Tomlinson? Yes, LT has the record 28 rushing touchdowns back in 2006 and he's on there twice. AP makes a lot of sense. That's a good answer. Adrian Peterson is on there. He has 18. Is this like ever? Like in the history? Since, since 1995. Since 95. How about Edgerin James? Edgerin James is not on the list. How about Jerome Bettis? Not Jerome Bettis. Is, Ezekiel, is Ezekiel Elliott on there? Zeke is not on there. Um, Le'Veon Bell? Not Le'Veon Bell. Wow. All right. We're doing really well. This I know. is This is breathtaking. Uh, Jamal Charles. Not wow. Jamal Charles. Priest Holmes. Yes, Priest Holmes. He is third, 27, tied for second. Aaron Jones. With 27. Aaron Jones not on there. Maurice Jones-Drew. No MJD. Good no answer. MJD. Really Fred really Taylor. No Fred Taylor. There is a Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan oh, Taylor. JT. Jonathan Taylor did it last year, no 18 bad. years. No Marshawn Lynch. Huh? No. No Marshawn Lynch. Eddie George. No Eddie George. We are sports people, guys. God <laughs> damn Crit McCaffrey, that's a good one. Yeah, he is a good one, but he's but not he, on here. It would be more combined touchdowns. Chris Johnson. Oh, Derrick Henry. No, Derrick Henry. No, Chris Johnson. Wow. Who the thought, hell is on this list? Was, yeah. I thought, I guess Saquon Barkley. Oh. No, no Saquon. David Johnson. No David Johnson. Johnson. I had almost forgotten that he existed, if I'm being honest. No Matt Forte. Arian Foster. No Arian Foster. DeMarco Murray. Frank no Gore. Jesus. Oh, Frank Gore. Oh, damn it. Terrell Davis. Yes, Terrell Davis. 1998 Terrell Davis. 1998 okay. with the Broncos. Yeah, you should, yes, they're stars. Christ. That's why I thought you might be able to get it. I guess Curtis Martin. One of them's like a little obscure, I guess. Uh, no, Curtis Martin. Thurman Thomas. No, Thurman Thomas. Emmett right. Smith. Emmett oh Smith. God, Twice. Legarrette Blunt. Blunt. Sixteen with the Le- Patriots. Legarrette Blunt. <laughs> wow. Or excuse me, eighteen. Eighteen. He had eighteen in uh, twenty sixteen. Random one to be on the list. Yeah. Alfred Morris. I know he's big. No Al Morris. DeMarco Murray. Did we say Murray? Yeah, no no DeMarco Murray. LaShawn McCoy. No LaShawn McCoy. All right, I guess I'll start. Yeah, 2005, this guy had 27. 2005. That doesn't help me in any way. You don't remember uh, the guy that was... 2005? Yeah, NFC. Sean Alexander. Oh. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Tied with Priest Holmes. He was MVP. Priest Holmes on there twice. You said him. You said Terrell Davis. Yeah. What else? What else am I missing? Washington... 
running Clinton back Portis. in 96, 96, not Clinton Portis. How am I supposed to remember who was Washington's Terry running back Allen. in 96? Sure. He, by the way, briefly a Baltimore Raven. 2005 with Kansas City. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson, yes. Oh, sorry. We have one. There is oh one. Oh my I, God! Spoke in 2008 with the Carolina Panthers. D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams nice. had 18 rushing touchdowns. This is a little bit more random than you presented. Yeah. It right. This is a bit more sorry. random than you. Thought you we knew presented our running like it was all nothing but star <laughs> running backs, and I got like Garrett Blunt. He's a star. Allen. He was good Larry. For one year. He had a great. Yeah. He had a great career. That's all you like need to be good Blunt for was, one year. That's he wasn't a star. He, he was. He was in the league for eleven he years. For you presented year. like three the Super argument Bowls. that he was a star. He I wasn't a star. He's a star. How many times did LeGarrette Blunt go to the Pro Bowl? Uh, it doesn't Pro, pro Bowls don't matter. I, how many times is he a Pro Bowler or an All Pro? I can't answer that right now. I can okay, find out, get the answer and then tell me if you think he was a star. If he was a star, is the question. I can't say he's a star for being most known for punching a, a boy's That State is player. also true. true. Yes, when yeah. he was at Oregon. That's also probably the thing he was singularly most known for. LeGarrette Blunt. By the way, the number is the same as me. We'll see. Zero. How many Super Bowls All-time Pro Bowls. A lot of guys are on Super Bowl. Anthony Allen won a Super Bowl in Baltimore. Is he a star? Come on, man. You said stars. LeGarrette Blunt combined very good. zero Pro Bowls and zero All Pros. What does that to add up backs, to? What does that add up the to? The longevity of his career. You said stars. He's in the upper tier of running backs. You have to be good for one season. That's it. You just have I to be good for one season, I understand the list, apparently. but he said it was a list of stars. Okay. He said that. Jerk. I thought, I mean, the, in 2016, You're he broke liar. fantasy football. Nobody's so. saying he didn't have a good year. Son of a bitch. Won a Super Bowl. What, do you, what advice do you have for Griffin? Who's also an aspiring broadcaster? What advice do you have for him? Don't you're, lie. No, you're doing don't great. lie. Stop lying. No, you're. Do- I like people that debate, sparking debate. This, no, is, this is debate. You're just an a hole. This, this is de- yeah. No, totally. God, I hate you. Thank you. Good job. Nice tidbit. Appreciate your hard work. Thanks. Six thousand career yards. You on can. The ground. D- d- <laughs> very durable. Never missed more than four games you know, in a season. If you had said it's a list of guys who are very durable and never missed more than four <laughs> games in a season, and played eleven you wouldn't years, be lying. You said it was most stars, running backs can't say that, and it was like Garrett Blunt and stars Terry Allen. Like a... You son of a bitch. We're going to Kent when he gets inducted into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about making that trip. I think we're going to be all right. Oh, God damn it. You can cash in on the Ravens-Bengals primetime wildcard game. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offer. Sign up and bet $20 with Caesar Sportsbook and automatically get $100 in additional free bets. Just bet $20 and get another $100 to play with. Go to pressboxonline.com slash offers now and start winning. Here's what's coming up tonight. Uh, nothing much locally. The Maryland women are in action tonight. They're on TV, in fact, as they travel out to Indiana. So you can check out the Terps as they take on the Hoosiers. 630 on Big Ten Network. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, 7 o'clock on ESPN2. FS1's got Minnesota, Ohio State at 6.30. The rest of the college basketball, find at glennclarkradio.com. ESPN, Maple Leafs, Red Wings at 7. TNT, Celtics, Nets, 7.30. Mavs, Lakers at 10. By the way, really nice evening for me. I sat down last night, and I said, Suns are on TV tonight. They just got a big win over the Warriors the night before. Man, I'm going to spend my night with the Phoenix Suns. And then I looked up, and they were down by like a 1,000 points within, <laughs> within a quarter because they have nobody playing. I have no idea how they beat the Warriors the other night with Steph back. That was – it's got to be embarrassing for Golden State. Rough, rough evening. Uh, uh, the Sony Open round one is at 7 o'clock on Golf Channel. You never miss that, obviously, the history of the great of Sony Open. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's everything else, glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports, anything? Candace Parker's on Celebrity Jeopardy. Ooh, 
tonight. I love Candace. I do like Candace Parker, but I don't think it's going to get me to tune into Celebrity Uh Jeopardy. The Climb, series premiere on HBO Max. What Jason Momoa F? is hosting a rock climbing competition. Winner gets $100,000. You can put anything on TV now. Literally anything on TV. Well, in fairness, you could put Jason Momoa in a lot of things, and I'll probably look probably at it. He's true. a very handsome gentleman. This is very true. Including The Traitors, also a new series, a reality competition show on Peacock. By the it's way, like, I don't think I'm ever again going to say that somebody isn't a good-looking gentleman after the lesson that I learned <laughs> from my faux pas yesterday. I think I will just leave those thoughts to myself. If you, I'm either going to say you're good-looking or I'm not going to say anything at all about your looks. That's just what I'm going to do moving forward. <sighs> uh, so, yeah, the, the traitors, it's like Big Brother meets Survivor meets Real Housewives. They're in a Scottish mansion, and they're competing against each other. Doing no, something. I said highlights. Velma series premiere on HBO Max. Mindy oh, Kaling, uh, Mindy, Mindy Kaling, Kaling's Velma series. Oh, cool. yes. I do enjoy. I'm, yeah. I'm a I like Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Kaling. Seems mixed, yeah. at least mixed uh, expectations. Didn't I guess, they keep doing it. the what the Mindy project on like a streaming service after it was taken off of Fox for a little while? I, I think, think it's I, on Hulu. It was on Hulu. Yeah, but like they did new episodes, right? Even after I think it was off so, of Fox. Yeah, I remember watching. I enjoyed that program. I did. I thought it was good. And then Vikings Valhalla season two on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. Viking. It's like a very, I don't know, Nothing it looks like a very well done show. I just Some people very, like that. That's this, what he said. People, that have, people big, that have seen it the big say it's sell good. Is, this, thank God there's somebody my age that's No, this whole segment show. made me feel very uncool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even I mean, like any of these things. I, I don't care about much of this. Yeah, either, I'll watch the Lakers. I do like, I do like that we asked Griffin about Vikings Valhalla and he said, I think it's really well done. That told us nothing. Is it a reality program? Is it a documentary? It's almost like Game of Thrones, but like with Vikings. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Is it the Vikings that this man likes? Is it is it the Minnesota Vikings? No. Minnesota it's Vikings. Not these Vikings. Said said Netflix, so I don't think so. I don't so. think yeah. so. I got a new man on the Minnesota Vikings. That's uh Lizzo says that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate God, my God, nothing. Nothing from you guys. All right, uh, Carson, you're on Twitter at Carson Ware with an I, correct? Carson had to run out and do errands for us today. I apologize. We'll do Young Utes tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's fine. That's All right, we'll I actually have a really good one that you're going to like. Ooh, I'm going to tune in. I'm looking I forward to that. Like Find out what's things. going on. It was good news for me because otherwise I have no idea what young people care about whatsoever at all. Velma, obviously. They're big into their Velma. That's what the Young Utes are talking about these days. Um, uh, thank you to Charles. Charles, you're on social Charles AP 28 on IG. Right, because he's an Adrian Peterson. We always have to remember that Adrian Peterson fan. Thank you for your hard work. (laughs) Melissa, it was great to do this. Pleasure. We're going to need to do this again. Yes, for sure. Uh, At Melissa Y. Kim on On, social. Yes. And game day on Sunday. Yes, we're very excited. What time does everything start? Oh, I should know this. Let's see. We have an 820 kick, so I will be on starting at 7.50. 7.50 for a game day on WBAL and 98 Rock. That is correct. Very and good. on BaltimoreRavens.com. There you go. Yep. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks today to uh, Dr. David Chow. Thanks to Ken Zalish for stopping by. Thanks also to, oh, God. Golick. Mike Golick. Yes, thank you. Mike Golick. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. On the program tomorrow, Stan the Fan is in studio. Our buddy Rocky Boyman from out in Cincinnati is back with us. Bo Smolka will preview the game. And Dave Ginsburg unveils his Baseball Hall of Fame ballot tomorrow so we can have a spirited debate. He did tell me, once again, that son of a bitch, he didn't vote for Mike Messina. What the hell's wrong with him? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Thanks today to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. 
Have a great Thursday night. Go Maryland women. Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show. Segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Kyle Hamilton from this week at Guilford Hall Brewery. Segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show live from Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Rita and Glenn, Tyus and Kyle Hamilton tonight with you. Press Box and 105.7 The Fan. Maryland Vascular Specialists, their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. Thank you to them for making the show possible. Um, Tyus, I just want to take a minute, and we'll do this, and then we'll try to do some more fun, lighthearted stuff. Obviously, it was a scary week last week in the NFL, yeah. but it kind of turned into one of the most incredible celebrations that we've seen in the NFL. Can you just kind of take me through what was going on in your mind last Monday as you saw everything unfold and where everybody in this league's hearts were as we had a couple of really scary days when it came to DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, honestly, I was, um, I was at home. I was really just watching Netflix, going through my shows, and I decided that I was going to watch the game. I was like, oh, we're we probably going to play one of, these, one of these teams coming up, playoffs or whatever. So I was like, I might as well watch the game because I normally don't watch other teams play. So I decided to turn it on. And the first thing that came up was the Bills all in a in the huddle together praying. I was like, hold on, what's going on here? Like, something serious happened? So then um, I don't think they were showing what happened. So I went to Twitter, of course, and then they pretty much had that as the top headline and it showed what happened. And then I seen the hit. I wasn't sure, like, what exactly happened, but I seen the way that he got hit, and I was like, oh, it must have been like some with his chest or whatever, and then he fell back, and I was like, oh, man, this is serious. So then I know that they had a call, a conference call or whatever, and they talked about it, and they told me how really serious it was as far as the procedure and what they did to kind of help him out at that moment. And I was like, man, this is crazy, like, for this to just happen, like, in this moment, this time on national TV, but, like you said, when you, when stuff like that happens, you know, it's it's great to see everyone come together and understand that we are humans, we are people, that this game, that life is more than this game that we play. And just to see the support that he had from everyone around the world and to see how much money he raised for his foundation, man, it was crazy, man. So it's just great. But for the most part, well, the most important thing is – him being healthy, yeah. him being able to recover, you know, and that was that was pretty much the highlight of that entire moment is just him being able to being able to get the updates of it all, just him being able to move his fingers, being able to talk, being able to breathe better and just recover. And I'm just happy to see that along with what the NFL is doing with the pray for you know, DeMar and everything like that. So that's great to see. Dude, I mean, we don't know DeMar Hamlin at all, no. right? Like, we had no uh -huh. connection to him. No. I'm telling you, there were multiple times in the last five days where I was straight up in tears. Yeah. Like, watching the press conference and talking about him. Yeah. You know, did, did we win? Like, did you feel any of that, like, kind of almost absurd emotion where, like, I, yeah. I, this, isn't my, this isn't my, you know, guy, this isn't my teammate, but, like, yeah. It just felt like the whole world was in a, an emotional place watching this dude over the last few days. No, it was tough, man, because, like, right before I went to sleep, they showed the interview with the coaches and everyone. You could just see how heartbroken just him just breaking down, like, in tears just with what happened. But, you know, God works in great ways, man. And, 
you know, I pray for him every single day, just like, Lord, just, you know, place his hands on him, just help him recover, just, you know, in the smallest ways. And we was able to see that happen. And you just see, you know, even with TV, you just see how well, you know, God is getting out there as far as everyone praying, everyone just, you know, writing good messages to him and just all the prayers, man. It just shows you how good God is and just what he's been able to do, not only for him, but for us as a as a world, just being able to come together as good people to do something for a greater purpose. Well, there really was a lot of that, right? Like yeah. we fight about everything, everything. man. Like the petty, everything. The most pettiest stuff, stuff that don't even matter, you know? But this man could have lost his life, you know what I'm saying? And there's more important, there's more important things out here than what this world gives us. And us as people to come together as one, to pray for this man, knowing that he's out here you know, playing for the fans. He's playing for the people who's watching. He's playing for his teammates along with everyone else. And to see him go through that situation, you you don't you don't pray on that for no one. You know what I'm saying? No so doubt, man. No just doubt. to see him back healthy, man, it's 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 great to see. Can't say it better. I can't say it better. My favorite thing um, is watching him um, pass on the you know the love because he created a T-shirt. Um, for the doctors at um, uh, University of Cincinnati at the hospital. So, you know, he wants to give money back to the hospital that took care of him. And people have been buying these shirts, you know. And so it, that, that is a continuing, you know, process of, like, people just showing love, you know what I mean? Because if it wasn't for the first responders that were yeah. there, if it wasn't for the medical, you know, professionals that was there, you know, we don't know what would have happened. So I just love that he was like... Hey, I'm, I know I'm still here, but I, I want to give it back. I want to pay it forward by doing something for somebody else. And that says a lot about him as a human being. So that was good to see, too. Definitely. Either you guys feel like the need to kind of like, like walk by your own trainers and be like, hey, uh, I want to thank you. We probably don't do that enough. Like, yeah, absolutely, man. These people is working from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. at night. And people don't notice that. People just move past them and just, you know, get whatever they need and move on. But... Man, these people really put in the time and effort to make sure that we're healthy so that we can play this game that we all love and enjoy. So, you know, you definitely got to give shout outs to them, especially, you know, for the the Bills trainer who, you know, made moves in that moment yeah. where he had probably less than 10 seconds to make a move as this man has lost his life. So to be able to be trained and be ready for this type of moment when what is like one in a million chance to ever happen and you're ready for that moment, that just shows you the type of people that we take for granted. Heroes. And we need to show them people love for that. Heroes, I mean, flat out heroes. Yeah. And it's time for a lot of us to uh, sign up and go get CPR trained. Huh. It's, it's something that I'm, need, yeah. I'm, I'm, my wife and I had a whole conversation about it. We're gonna do it. Like yeah. it's time for a lot of us to step up as humans and say, what if we're in that spot? We yeah. need to do the same thing and be ready and be exactly. prepared. So we're gonna do that. All right, that appreciate you, man. Yeah. That's a heavy subject. Appreciate you and your words on that. We are out of here at, at Guilford Hall Brewery. It's the Tyus Bowser Show. It's also brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. Great Eights is proud to announce they have partnered with Devin Duvernay as an exclusive 2023 charity partner. Devin's going to be out in the community throughout the year, participating in all charity events with Great Eights. If you or your company would like to partner with Great Eights and Devin Duvernay, oh, Devin Duvernay, I talk for a living, email Chris, <laughs> K-R-I-S, at great8smemorabilia.com. That's great8s with the number eight. 
Kyle, we know you're the son of a basketball player. That I am, yep. Was it always football for you, or was it ever, like, the plan for you to follow in your dad's footsteps? Um, I've told this story a few times, but uh, growing up, I mean, I'm still pretty lanky now, being in the NFL, like you should have seen me in high school. So I was a string bean. Uh, it was always basketball, getting up at 6 a.m., getting shots up. My older brother, who he hooped at uh, UPenn, mm -hmm. so he played in college. My dad played overseas for 15 years. I was born over there because uh, of that. But, yeah, so my mom wanted me to quit football because I had a few basketball options my freshman year and so I begged her to play my sophomore year and I said I'd quit after my sophomore year so sophomore year came and went uh, I played pretty well but uh, I was gonna go to my head coach and quit in high school but he'd been there for like 30 years uh, I was scared to go as a 15 year old scared to go up to him and like tell him I'm quitting <laughs> so I delayed it procrastinated for like a week and within the week I was procrastinating uh, FAU came to school and offered me for football and I was like, I thought they were offering me for basketball at first. He was like, no, I'm, I'm the football coach. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know I was college good. Like, I thought, I knew I was good, but I didn't know I was good enough to, like, play in college for real. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then Louisville offered me the same week. Um, there so might I, be something here. Yeah, so my mom was like, all right, you can, you can keep playing. As long as I don't have to pay for college, you just figure it out. But, but yeah, it was basketball at the start, but I've always loved football. And, um Basketball kind of became a, a chore for me um, just because I was doing it so much from such a young age that football kind of became my release. Um, and I think that's why I fell in love with it. it. You mentioned, you know, your dad played basketball and he played overseas, and I, I believe he coaches people as well. Right? Yeah. So how did you, how did he take that when you decided that football was your passion? Because I always feel like parents have this ideal of what they want us to do in their head. And when yeah. we don't do it, it's like, ah, you know what I mean? Was he accepting of you saying, okay, I'm, I'm taking football over basketball? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like I said, my parents were like, whether you're hooping, playing football, you got academic scholarship, as long as I'm not paying for college, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it. So uh, whichever route I needed to go, he was cool with it. Um, I mean, obviously he'd love to see his son do what he did, but at the same time, I, I have my own passions, he has his, and he was accepting of that. Crazy to, to think about like how close it came though for like none of this happening, right? Like right, you're talking yeah. about a matter of days. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really butterfly effect type right? stuff. Right? Yeah. Like it is really yeah. wild to think about it. Now we got to get to the important question because Tyus, of course, is a hooper. We've talked about it all year. Has it happened? Nah, I, I don't, I, not not hard enough to because I mean nobody want to do something dumb and end up getting hurt playing basketball, but. <laughs> Um, nah, we haven't had a serious runs yet. Not yet. But but who who would win after the super after the Super Bowl? We can we can get that going. We'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely find out. We'll definitely find that out. Would, okay, this is we know you know I've asked this question a lot this year, Ty. So I'm gonna give it to Kyle. If you had to put together a five of your teammates, mm -hmm. would Tyus be? One of the five. From what I've seen, yeah. Just from what I've seen and heard, I heard Tyus can go. Um, Put me, me in there, obviously. I put Tyus in there. Apparently, Dolphin can hoop a little okay. bit. He's got size. Yeah. We oh, wait a second. <laughs> Did y'all see Tyus' shrug? I, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I would throw him in there, too. Yeah, I'd throw, throw him, him in there. there wait a second. <laughs> I just saw. I feel like you had to be coerced into to putting him on your team. Man, he be saying that he can hoop, but he's just athletic. He's an athletic guy. That is true. So that's why I can put him on the. I can put him on the team. 
That was not convincing, bro. That was not <laughs> convincing. I got I to see some. That's all. I got to see some. All right. All right. Who else would be in the five, Kyle? You got to throw Calais in there. You just need a big body. Just He just need to clog up the paint, get rebounds, and kick it out. You don't need to score. Um, we'll, we'll handle all of that. Um, I don't know who else can play guard. I don't think there's any real DBs or receivers that can hoop like that. Really? Do you, can you? JK can't hoop. JK. JK looked like a basketball. I heard about I heard about Rashad Bateman. Oh, Bate, 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 Bate. Yeah, I forgot about Bate. All right, uh, Bate can go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Somebody said Mark, yeah, Mark oh, Andrews was a Mark he was a hooper. Like he was a legit was a basketball yeah. player. Absolutely. He I was, can see that. He was right. legit. Then Doff might not be on the team. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might be. He Just might, as tight as would have preferred anyway. So I'll throw in Proche in there too. Oh, pro. All right. Yeah, pro. Maybe we do got a good little little. Well, G League team. Yeah, we got a nice right? Not a bad, not a bad group, <laughs> yeah. right? You can go run with some guys. Uh, speaking of other sports, Tyus, a couple weeks ago, you, you were caught at practice kicking around the soccer ball. Now, we talked a lot about soccer over the last couple of seasons. We know you love soccer. Like, do you do this regularly? Do you use juggling as, like, a regular part of, of your yeah. warm-up routine? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, he, they probably see me on the, on the sidelines or whatever during walkthroughs, and I'm just juggling the the ball with my feet. But uh, for the most part, that's kind of like something I like to do to kind of just get away or just, you know, kind of burn time just to work on that. So, yeah, I, I, I do that for fun. It was Everybody was really impressed. Do you happen to know, like, what your personal record is for touches? No, I don't. But there's been there's been moments where, like, I'll, after, after walkthroughs, I pretty much try to juggle the ball a hundred yards, and probably the most I went is probably like 45, 50 yards. Okay. Just not dropping the ball. So but you're still trying to build up to. Yeah, I'm trying to build up. It's like that, a personal yeah. goal of yeah. yours: win the Super Bowl, a hundred yards worth of juggling. Yeah. In whatever order. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, nah, we want we want the Super Bowl first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Super Bowl, and then we got plenty of time to work on. That. We'll worry about yeah, the juggling exactly. after that. Yeah. Uh, your cleats from New Year's. Do y'all see Tyus's gold cleats? Oh, I know. I've always wore those gold. Have cleats. you really? Yeah, I've never seen these before. You wore those in New really? Orleans, I think. Yeah, I did wore, he? Yeah, I wore them in New Orleans. You? No, no, you? that was that was Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, Houston Houston but I, I wore those last year. Like I wore them against Cleveland. I when I uh when I had to tackle. For I know the you're win. not gonna believe this. I'm not paying a hundred percent attention to your cleats at all times. Right? <laughs> of course, of course. Which is fine. Which is fine. But that wasn't the first. All right, I wore well those plenty of times. Fine. We'll just move on then. We'll just go on to the it next. It ain't like that. Man. I love <laughs> those so cleats though. I, I wore those for special occasions. So. Where did they so come? So playoff. I assume if it's special occasions, I mm. assume we, we will be seeing them on Sunday. Just might. Okay. <laughs> have to watch and see. Do you have special cleats? For special occasions, other than the gold ones, like you know, these are my good playoff cleats. These are my my good my good rivalry ordered, cleats. I just ordered a new uh, pair of cleats. Uh, they come in tomorrow, so I'm gonna test those out for practice and see how they how they go. So they okay. might they might replace the gold cleats mm, as the. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right, we'll, see all right. we'll just have to pay attention. I need somebody. Trippy, you're responsible for finding out. I need you to send us a picture before the game. I'm, I'm, what, what, that's thank you, yeah. bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> Kyle, are you a are you a kicks person? I, let me go back this way. Give me um, you get a you you know you got your first round money right? Like you got a legit contract. <laughs> got a little son, son. Yeah. Was there was there something that you did for yourself? 
Like, was there one thing that you were particularly wanting to have? I got, I got my mom a Tesla. I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah, like, that's a wonderful yeah. thing for you to do for yeah, your mom. Yeah, I got one. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, nah, I haven't really. I got a, I got a house. Uh, I mean, that doesn't suck. I got some new golf clubs. That's okay. What I, got. I got some new golf clubs. There was something that you would really yeah. wanted to do, and like yeah. you said, this I get that first check. I'm gonna go out and get myself some clubs. Yeah, it wasn't crazy expensive, but I mean, it it took a little a little bread. Tyus is a, a you know he he loves sneakers, and so do you, are you a sneakerhead or not even a sneakerhead? Because I hate the term. Because I'm not a sneakerhead, but I love sneakers. I have a lot of sneakers. Mm. So do you? Did you start? You know adding to your collection or are you just kind of like, no, nah, I just like a, a specific type of shoe? Uh, nah, I'm pretty generic when it comes to shoes. I wear the same cleats every generic. game, for real. Uh, I don't even be changing my cleats every game. What about regular sneakers when you walk down the street? He be wearing some basic stuff. What you wearing now? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, actually, I actually got some off-whites on tonight. Yeah, okay, let's, let's get on some off-whites. Like, but you see them every, like, I'll be noticing the kids. <laughs> Is I'll he like walking. me? Like, you're like, I might have to just buy the man some shoes? No, nah, he stuff. ain't that bad. Like, he'll buy him some, he'll buy him some shoes, but... For the most part, he just come in comfortable. Like okay. whatever yeah. he got, he just wearing. So no Jordan ones, basically. If we talking about nah. comfort, you ain't wearing those. I'm wearing UGGs. Yeah, he wearing slides. Some I have so much I'm respect wearing. for this. Yes. Yeah. So much respect. Prison slides, everything. I don't matter what it is. Has, has any Crocs? I wear Crocs too. Yeah. Has anyone done like walked up to you and just been like, "Bro, what are those?" Oh, all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah, they they especially walking into games because. I'll be wearing this to games. Like, I just wear whatever. <laughs> and so, dudes, I walk in the locker room and all the guys be like, bro, you got to change that. Like, you gotta, <laughs> You're you in the league something. now, man. What we do? I'm like, I don't know. I came to play a football game. So, I, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing. Respect that. Respect <laughs> that. Y'all make some noise for Kyle Hamilton. We got to let Kyle get out of here. Ty is going to stick around for a third segment. Uh, Kyle, what can we plug for you, man? Social, anything like that you got going? I know you're not really doing the podcast anymore, but... Like anything at all that we can plug for you? Uh, I am. So this past season, I did for every interception the Ravens like the got. Why? Yeah, I donated uh, $1,000 for each interception. Uh, it's called Picks for, Picks for Kids. Thank you. Appreciate it. So um, donating to the Y here in Baltimore, just to uh, help with after school programs, give kids a place to go after school. Um, their parents are busy. So uh, anything helps over there or um, any causes, just trying to help out families who parents are working and kids don't have nowhere to go after school so um plug that just if you have anything to put towards that any time that you can go over there and help out just do that well Appreciate done you. man well Thank done you. that is awesome that's so great all right we come back in somebody got paid this week and we got to talk about what the rules are for when somebody gets paid <laughs> like what they have to do how that all works we'll talk about that next we are live at guilford hall brewery press box 1057 the fan it's the tyus bowser show